This week on the Bloody Bits Horror Show, we fall in love and then we fall to pieces as we discuss the 1999 film Audition. Hello and welcome to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. I am your host, Eddie, the stalling for the soundboard, Axe Jefferson, and joining me as always, my co-host with the co-most, Tim Yobo. How are you doing today? I'm doing very good. I had a little bit tough time opening up my beer, but I got it opened. Okay, so uh, yeah, I've, I haven't done a beer yet today. I'm doing my regular just kind of uh, bourbon move. Not bad. If you can afford it, that's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the good thing with it is you, you don't it doesn't take a lot, you know. True, and it's uh, less of a hangover the next day, right? Yeah, I never actually really. This is a little weirdness, but I never really actually get hangovers and i never really got well maybe when i was younger i got them a bit but i guess i just also don't drink that much to get like crazy so uh, see my problem is i'm irish and i never oh. i think i can count on um, two fingers how many times i've had hangovers the next day mm-hmm. so that's something that doesn't discourage me from drinking it's not like something like, oh, oh, fuck, if I drink too much tonight, tomorrow's going to be a fucked up day, I have a headache, I can't listen to anything loud. It never really bothered me. Hmm. Some Finnish, mostly. I don't know if that's got anything to do with anything. Uh, Finnish, Irish, I think if you have any kind of like, shh, after your name, yeah. you're kind of good. <laughs> I think so, I think so. So, no, Tim. Scottish people can drink, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Storied drinkers. So, Tim, we are in the third week of January, um, a celebration of all things Japanese horror. I can't believe it's gone by so fast. I can't believe it, man. It seems like only yesterday we were watching Akira. It does. (laughs) Doesn't it? Uh, Speaking of, I got my 4K Blu-ray of uh, Akira in. Ah, nice. Yeah, I I watched it, and it looked great. And then I, I got a message saying... Now, you know, you thought it looked good, but it doesn't really because the HDR is fucked up on it. So the oh, colors aren't right. good. You saying something about that on Twitter when you weren't banned, right? <laughs> yeah, when I wasn't banned on Twitter. I'm not banned now. <laughs> Enjoy it because you have about two weeks of not being banned and 50 weeks of being banned and trying to get your fucking account back. <sighs> Seriously, and I've been so good on Twitter, too. Uh, you know, it's funny. They emailed me back. <laughs> no, this you time they didn't. you motherfucker. <laughs> As soon this as you time got, they... I'm fucking banned, you fucking start posting shit. I'm like, God damn it. Stop yeah. posting the goddamn luck. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. No, this time they didn't even tell me why. They said suspicious activity. And then just one day I logged, I, I, I picked up my phone and it said I had a notification for that Twitter account and it was just unlocked. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I checked my email and then they're like, yeah, we unblocked you. No reason. What's crazy is that Chewbacca... Got to fucking post 
storming the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get banned, but you got banned. Oh, yeah, the fucking QAnon Yeti? God damn it. Oh, Jesus Christ. That idiot. Well, I, I think as as it's recording, he's been arrested, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that he's the guy who his mom had to call up the police because he only needs fucking organic food? <laughs> That's actually a weird thing with those QAnon conspiracy theorists because it's like the whole um, Alex Jones, they're putting chemicals in the water to turn the frogs gay. So you mean gay. like they're snowflakes? Yeah, yeah. They're mm. all so delicate. Oh, man, no GMOs, no pesticides, and they can't have any of those horrible chemicals. Let me tell you what, QAnon motherfuckers. When you go to jail, you better learn how to suck it up. (laughs) No shit. And speaking of learning how to suck it up, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew, Tim. (laughs) Have you ever heard of Blue Chew? uh, I've heard of Blue Chew many, many times, and I'm actually even thinking about using our code BITS.com. Yeah, just bits, not the, dot uh, com. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, what do you want? I'm drunk. Yeah. That's okay. And so if the best I'm thing, drunk, I think I really need blue chews more than ever before, right? Oh yeah, and you can use it on a full stomach. Uh, but of alcohol. Oh, no, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on here. It says don't endorse uh, or suggest taking the tablets from Blue Chew with alcohol. Oh, fuck. so. You, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so, no, Tim, actually, I'm not going to endorse. I'm that going to do it tomorrow that. when I'm not drinking. That's right. Uh, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable, the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Blue Chew's made right here in the United States, unlike USA, our movie tonight. USA, USA. Come on. Yeah. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians. So you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. Because who likes a line? With coronavirus, do you want to go to the fucking doctor just because you need to get a fucking hard-on pill? No, fuck that shit. Go on the internet. Do that shit. It's safer. It's way safer. It's more fun. It's cheaper than a pharmacy. Holy shit. And uh, they prepare it and they ship it right to you in a discreet package. You're cutting out the middleman. You're cutting out the middleman. These are factory direct dick pills, ladies and gentlemen. And when you get a hard on, do you really want a middleman? No. 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 No lucky Pierre for you, Tim. (laughs) There's also no awkwardness because you don't need to leave your house. So uh, if you want to get free dick pills, you just have to pay the shipping. Go to Blue Chew. That's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Like the color. And enter the promo code BITS, B-I-T-S. Like tits, but just with a B. Because, yeah, you know, or like tits get you hard, and bits will help you get you hard, too. Or like our podcast, but without the blood. Because uh, the blood goes to your dick. So. That's right. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. Very good point. And you can take it on a full stomach. Just remember that. <sighs> Let me tell you, there's nothing better... Then going to our, well, wait, using Postmates, which, by the way, gave me a refund for an order that I did not receive. So hats off to you, Postmates. I told you I would talk about you on my podcast. And then eating like three Five Guys hamburgers and two orders of large fries, which if you ever order from Five Guys, you know how many fucking French fries that is. Jesus. Yeah, that's insane. Just chewing some gum and getting ready to come. (laughs) <laughs> gumming and coming. I don't think it's a gum though. I think it's like a Smarties. Wow. Wait. Gum job. Cum job. 
Yeah. There you go. Gilf porn. So there you go. All right, Tim. That was a fun ad read, but now let's talk about a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this week, Tim, oh my God, we don't have a guest. <sighs> I asked you, you before that? the podcast, I was like, what do we do when I have to take a piss or when I have to grab a beer? Because it's not like a third person or fourth person who can just like <laughs> cover for me when I hit uh, mute my microphone. Yeah. Now I say just do it, buddy. Uh, and I'll edit the episode for once. Uh, so, are you usually, editing or your wife? I, I do the editing. She uh, she's she completely gave up on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After the baby farts episode, no. she's like, "Oh fuck this shit! <laughs> I gotta hear no, enough farts. No. I don't need to hear any fucking more in my ears." So we've got an unreleased episode of the podcast from way back in the pre-Tim era. Uh, with one of my old friends, Diamondback Manhunter, yeah, we were co- covering the first ep- oh, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's right. Yeah, Patreon member too. What's the episode? You wanted it? It's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part One. Holy fucking shit! What a fucking great pull! Oh, it's so good. But that episode lasted about three hours, and he recorded. It sounded like he was outside with the microphone in his asshole. So she tried to edit oh, wow. it, and she's like, "Never mind." <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Diamondback, I love you, buddy. And, and he's a musician a too, right there. No, he's a good guy. He he also uh, famously in my previous uh, podcasts, we tried to do an episode on Freddie got fingered, and it spanned, I think it was two recording sessions in four and a half hours. Wow, wait, wait is that, you're talking about the podcast we did the key lime pie the episode? Yeah, yep, yeah, that so very same one. Uh, thanks to Grand Ben. You are the guest on the Grand Bin, and they mentioned that episode, and I listened to it, and I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, that key lime pie shit is crazy. My wife is still haunted by it, just because there's no resolution. But, Tim, that means you and I both get a pick. Mm. Tim, you finally get a pick. Thank God. You know, it's only the fucking podcast that I'm the co-host on, and I still have to pay Patreon money to. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you're getting a check from these dick pills here in a minute, buddy. Uh, are the dick pills paying? At least tell me that I'm getting ten dollars and fifty cents on these fucking dick pill ads instead of ten dollars and just spending on a fucking Patreon for my own. No, show. they're gonna pay you in dick pills. So, uh, I'm happy, but I don't know how my wife feels about that. Well, I guess we'll find out. But you know what else you got though, Tim? You got to pick out this week's movie. Yes, I did. Yay-hoo. This See, week's finally. movie. Yeah, like I said uh, at the top of the show, we're doing Takashi Miike directed, written by Ryu Murakami and the novel, and uh, Daisaku Tengen wrote the screenplay. The 1999 film Audition. So, Tim, what's your history with this film? Uh, I remember seeing this on IFC After Midnight when IFC used to be really IFC and they didn't show fuck like Real Housewives of the uh, fucking whatever Valley. Mm-hmm. And just watching it and not knowing anything about it, but just seeing like it was part of Japanese horror and I'm like, all right, let me give it a chance. And just within like maybe 15 minutes, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? And like, I have to wait and see, because it's a slow burn. It's like Hereditary, where oh yeah, yeah, you really have to watch this movie. Which, if anybody hasn't watched this movie already, do we tell them to stop the show and listen to it? 
Yeah, absolutely. It should be implied before you listen to the show, uh, specifically for this one. Audition is one of those seminal kind of classic Japanese horror that set up an entire new genre of film in America, by the way. I think it's the best Japanese horror movie I've ever seen. It's certainly up there for me, man. I, I struggle to think of a better one, so please go watch it. The spoilers on this are going to just completely fucking ruin it. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, especially when we get to last, like the last, what, 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah, the last 30 minutes are pretty rough there, Tim. Uh, <laughs> so you saw it on IFC after midnight or whatever. How long ago do you think that was? Like, Jesus Christ. Let's see. IFC at the midnight, probably like maybe 15, 16 years ago. Wow. At yeah, least. Because I know I saw this movie before, before I met my wife. Mm. And wow. she's Korean, so showing her a Japanese horror movie is not the easiest thing in the world to do. But I think oh, yeah? what I did with her, I think I just like fast forward and I just got to, like the last thirty minutes of the movie. I was like, just just watch this. Yeah, just fucking buckle up, Buttercup. Take a look at this shit. Because <laughs> my word, so... <laughs> so for me, my experience with it was. Years and years and years ago. God, it must have been like 2003, maybe. So maybe about the same time frame as you. Yeah. I I rented it from a video store because I was just going through everything they had in the horror section. And I'm like, ah, this is, what the? I just remember the cover of it. What was the cover that you saw? Was it her in the rubber or leather outfit with the needle? Yes. Or, okay. No, it was not with the needle. It was her uh, in, in the, the, the apron with the uh the the wire saw oh shit the piano wire right yeah it's gotta be it's got to be piano wire well that thematically would make a lot of sense right so yeah i saw that and i'm like huh but the problem is it was for for what i love about this film it was in the horror section Mm -hmm. and god i only wish it wasn't in the horror section because then after I saw it and I kind of looked into it a little bit and, and the history behind it, um, when I was able to show it to my wife, I just said, uh, hey, there's this cool Japanese movie we should watch tonight and put it on. Oh, my God. Has <laughs> she never saw it before? Nope. Never saw it before. No context oh, on what the fuck, fuck. it was. <laughs> That's like when the first time when I, saw, <laughs> when I showed my wife Paranormal Activity yeah. and I told her, I was like, this is real. Somebody fucking downloaded this oh shit my from the God. fucking internet. And she fucking 100% fucking bought it. <laughs> oh, man. It was like what they did with Blair Witch Project here in America. They're like, look, this is found footage. This is real, you know? Oh, God. So, yeah, she just had no clue what she was stepping in. I did the same thing with uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. But uh, you that's will, less yeah. of a degree. Wow, wait, which one is a more surprise fucking twist as to what happens on the last half I, of the movie? Dust of Dawn or fucking Audition? I mean, definitely Audition. A hundred percent. So, I, I would say for me, this, this, this movie coming out in 1999, remember the horror that came out in America in the late 90s? It, it was like a very tame almost horror 
we were at. We were so we were doing our screams, right? I was going to say, did we get into the comedy more than the horror part yet? Yeah, we were more tame, more kind of psychological, and, and more like we just get A-listers and that'll that'll put butts in seats. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then this comes out in '99 in Japan and inspired a whole generation of horror filmmakers, most notably uh, Quentin Tarantino who says that this film was probably one of the best movies to come out between, like, 95 and 2005, Wow! he said. Yeah. Holy shit. It, so, uh, inspired... wait, when this got on the IFC, wasn't it Quentin Tarantino Presents? I think it might have been. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Because uh, he went to bat for this movie. Um, <sighs> it, it also inspired Rob Zombie, not so much for House of a Thousand Corpses, but Devil's Rejects. Great movie. Best one he's and, done, in my opinion, the best one that he's ever fucking done is Devil Rejects. Because yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses is a little bit too, as, when you get to the end, it's a little bit too, eh, come on, fucking bullshit. Yeah. And it's, the Halloween it's, movies? Eh. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Not a big fan of those. Nope. No. We no. don't need to know why Michael Myers is Michael Myers. He is fucking Michael Myers and that's it. That makes it more frightening. Yes. <laughs> like, like, the sorry. more you fucking know only works on fucking shit like, uh, I, I don't know, sexual harassment, but horror movies? No, we no. don't need to know. Like Mike from the Grindman said, why does Jaws do what Jaws does? Yeah. I don't know. Because he's fucking Jaws. That's it. Yeah. He's a fucking shark. He doesn't need revenge. His teeth that that move. That's all he needs to be. His name is Jaws. So guess what he's going going to use? Yeah, his Jaws. It fucking writes itself. And it's funny because I actually was thinking a little bit about Jaws uh, in the last half hour of this movie. We'll get to that, though. And also this movie most notably inspired Eli Roth, of course, uh, for the film Hostel, in which <sighs> Takashi Miike has a cameo. <sighs> Sounds like you're not a big fan Hostel. of Hostel. I think maybe the first movie is okay. Mm-hmm. But then the second... Did they make a third part? I don't believe they did. I, okay. I'm pretty sure they only made two. Eh, two to you're if you're looking for a uh, a longer running series of torture porn horror, which was the genre this kind of unintentionally created, uh, then you might want to go with your Saw series or even uh, Human Centipede. I think if I had to pick out of the two, I think Human Centipede wins. Yeah, it was more interesting for sure. I mean, something so. you never saw before, right? Yeah, no, I definitely never saw that before. to mouth. (laughs) Yeah, and it wasn't even for heroin. I mean, come on. Wait, no, wait. In uh, Wrecking for a Dream, was she doing it for heroin or was she doing it for uh, coke? Uh, That was ass to ass also, not ass to mouth. Right, so it was coke. So it was coke, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So it... It's almost unfair to say this inspired torture porn because it didn't intentionally do show or do so. 
And uh, another thing when I was just doing a little bit of research on this is there's kind of a popular theory that the uh, inspiration for the the genre of, of torture porn horror in America uh, was kind of related to the 9-11 attacks and uh, Abu Ghraib uh, torture footage Wait. and pictures. Wow. Hold on. So before Abu Ghraib, when we saw those fucking pictures mm-hmm. of them dogpiling those motherfucking terrorists mm-hmm. and to- and doing all the other shit that those motherfuckers did, that's when porn torture started? Well, the, yeah, there's a book. I forget the name of the author, but he wrote a book that kind of links the, uh, the two, which is the 9-11 attacks and then kind of our, our response to that as being depicted a little bit through torture porn in horror cinema. He's uh, the current uh, associate professor of film in, in uh, University of San Francisco, California. I forget his name, though. But All right, let's defer to him. Yeah, we'll, we'll defer to the experts here. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's a little bit of enough background. I, You'll forgive me for not knowing a lot of the actors' names in here uh, or what else they have been in so much. I'm not that up on Japanese cinema just yet. <laughs> so uh, I think with that, unless you have anything else to say, Tim, we can get to the kind of the movie breakdown. Let's go. Alrighty, so we start out with our hero, Ayoma. He's kind of a, a younger gentleman and his son going into a hospital just in time to witness his wife dying. Uh, that's a, that's a, and that's where we start. Yeah, so we know where we're going from here. Yeah, and the son's got this like get well soon, mommy uh, dinosaur diorama, you know that that he made out of clay or whatever, and brings in there, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun, you know. You know what she says to your mom when she's dying? Dinosaurs. Yeah, well, this guy and his fucking dinosaurs. We'll get to that later, because um, he doesn't let that go too easily. <laughs> so. We get that nice little scene, and it's shot very beautifully. I mean, that's that's one thing about this I'll say is, and it's really interesting, kind of the choices that Mike makes uh, with this film, is the, the beginning of it could be a rom-com. And specifically, it's, it's very melodramatic, and even just like the way that it's filmed is very artistic and beautiful until and the story starts twisting. All of are really fucking incredibly shot. I mean, oh, I haven't yeah. seen all 275 fucking movies that this guy's fucking done. But what I've seen is it would really, if you watch his movies, you would think that there's at least 275 different fucking directors doing these fucking movies. Yeah. It's not like he's done the same thing over and over and over again. Oh, not Every even close. fucking movie is completely different than what he's done before. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's hilarious, too, about this is... Because I was telling my wife about it. I'm like, this guy's made a lot of shit, and he's made everything. I told her about the uh, the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney movie. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, which we, we just watched last night on the Grindbin uh, Discord. I didn't see that. How was it? Uh, <laughs> okay. I was drunk, so... Uh, <laughs> okay. I kind of took over the whole fucking Discord. 
<laughs> oh god if you Look, don't go into if a i'm live drunk streams, and people ask me questions what am i supposed to do yeah if if you guys aren't already going into that the discord for our live streams on the weekend we just did that fucking stupid little lost sea serpent movie yeah, yeah. holy shit that was a nightmare it was uh, better than ghost baby ghost baby has a better song but sea serpent has yeah. a better movie true it, it's almost a movie so i was telling my wife like i'm like yeah this guy has made since he hit, since uh, Ichi the Killer, which was the one that kind of made him. Yeah, I remember that was maybe one of the first movies I saw him. Same, same. Since then, he's been doing approximately five full-length features a year. Every year. Movies, My wife's like, that's TV impossible. Not TV shows. Not fucking SVU episodes. Not fucking Desperate Housewives. Yeah. Real Housewives no. of fucking L.A. Real yeah. fucking movies. I did not count that. I only counted features and entire TV series that he did. <laughs> TV series? Whoa. Yeah. Hold on. What? I don't have the titles of them handy. Okay. I'm sure you can find it. But one of my favorite bits of trivia was, uh, you know the Yakuza video games? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very popular kind of a JRPG-esque beat-em-up series of games on the PlayStations. I have, I think he, I have Game Pass, so I have, I think I have, I don't have the newest one, Like a Dragon. I think I have the last one, Yakuza 4. Okay. So, they made these games. The games inspired a movie called Like a Dragon that was directed by Takashi Miike. <laughs> So then they made Yakuza Like a Dragon that was inspired by the movie. <laughs> Whoa, wait a second. The whole fucking universe is collapsing on itself. Yeah. It's Street Fighter the Game the Movie again. <laughs> or Street Fighter the Movie the Game. That's right. Uh, yeah, so I forget. And, and he's done like five or six episodes of different TV shows. He did. You remember the uh, Masters of Horror series? Yes. I, I, yeah. Actually, I downloaded that from a, I won't name what site, but mm -hmm. I have it on my computer. And I have to watch it because I think it was, uh, they didn't show it on Showtime. Yeah, his, yeah, his was the only one that they're like, nope, never mind. <laughs> Straight to DVD. <laughs> And if you ever seen right. Ichi the Killer, you would it's know like why. It's like me on the grind bin. You have to pay for it if you want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. That's the primo content, baby. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I was just looking up his different shit that he had done. And I'm like, yeah, holy shit, five fucking features a year. That's insane. I had to show it to her. And every fucking movie is different. It's not like the guy Completely. has like a fucking formula. Completely different. Completely. It's insane. I mean, wait, all right. Let's see. The movies I know, Ichi the Killer, mm -hmm. Visit a Q, mm -hmm. this movie, mm -hmm. and oh, what the fuck is the other one? Happiness of the Katakuras. Yeah, that's right. That's it. And every fucking yeah. one of those movies is completely different than the other. There's no Phoenix way Wright. that you would say, like, oh, this is Orson Welles, or this is fucking David Fincher. There's no yeah. fucking way that you can, can connect these movies together. No. No, completely. It's not like Lynch, right? With Lynch, they kind of have a theme. But it's it's more like Cronenberg, actually, where you've got you know your early kind of body horror stuff, and then all of a sudden, like Eastern Promises. Uh, yeah, but that's like one out of like what ten. That's true. That's true. So we cut to seven years later, and Aoma and his son are fishing, and his son he's pulling up a couple of fish here or there, but not Aoma. 
And Naomi tells his son, he says, oh, well, you see, I haven't caught any fish yet because I'm only after the big ones. Wait, is Yoma the father or the son? Ayoma is the, the father. Okay, so he hasn't gotten any pussy in a long time because he's <laughs> looking for the perfect one. Yep. And he says, son, when you grow up, you'll understand it's called being romantic. <laughs> See? And I'm like, wait, go. what? So just then his cell phone rings. He gets this call about some business proposal. And just as the phone rings, his line hits and he's got a big ass fish that he reels in. So, uh, okay, okay, we're doing a little foreshadowing maybe. And already it sets up kind of the troubled uh, idea that our hero has about women. Uh, <laughs> yes, he is looking for the per- perfect woman, which does not exist. No, no, they're all fucked up, just like us. There, so, yeah, exactly. Used to there it. is, uh, like I said, uh, later on in my, in my notes I have written down, he's looking for a perfect woman and I was looking for a tall redhead and they married a short Korean woman. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you get, uh, you don't always get what you want, but you might just you get what you need, right? You can't get what you want, but hey, whatever. if you try, you get by. So he reels in this big old fish. They take it home, and uh, the dad, the dad, you know, is talking to the son, and the son's like, "Ah, oh, it's uh, too big for us, man." It's like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll have to share it with uh, uh, Rhea." And I guess Rhea is their housekeeper that they have in. So the son's like, "Hey, dad, you know, you should probably think about getting remarried." And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yo, wait a second. This fucking son deserves a fucking smack in the fucking head, right? Yeah. He's like, hey, you know what, Dad? You're not getting any older. You're not getting any cuter. There's no reason why a woman would want to, so you better hurry up and catch a woman while you can. Yeah. Not very nice. So, uh, Ola, Aoma's kind of depressed, and we kind of get that, right? Because we see him at work. And uh, then we see him at a bar with his friend and Tim. His friend seems like a dude after your own heart. And that's <sighs> Yoshikawa. Yep. <laughs> Yoshikawa, they're like sitting in this bar and there's some girls that are talking and giggling over at a table. And they're just like, man, women are stupid. <laughs> uh, well, see, here's I'm the like, thing. is because in, or at least in Asian culture... I don't know if it applies to all Asian culture, but when you go to those bars, there are professional women that just, they're not going to have sex with you, but just build up your fucking ego that you're just going to call and hang out with. They're just going to build up, oh, you're so handsome, oh, you can drink so much, oh, you're so chastised, oh, you can sing so well, all that stuff. That's a great idea. Yeah, when my wife told me about it, I was like, that is the greatest fucking scam ever because you yeah. don't have to actually be a prostitute and have sex with these guys. Yeah. But you, all you have to do is just go to karaoke and like, oh, you sing so good. Oh, this is so good. Oh, this is so good. And that's it. Man, that's a great scam, dude. God damn. 
So yeah, they're they're talking about how they need a uh, oh Ayoma he wants to get married, but first he needs to find a nice woman. Yep. And immediately I'm like, because it had been a long time since I last seen it. It had been like nine, ten years. And immediately I just get this feeling in my stomach of like, oh, you guys fucking suck so bad. <laughs> but it's what's a nice it's, woman? Yeah, well, it's someone who's not too young. She's got a job. Uh, she has skills. Uh, I think she has professional skills. She knows how to play, play the piano. Yeah. Hey, it's starting to sound like your old wife that's dead. Hmm. Hmm. We'll put a pin in that. It's going to come up. Because uh, our boy Yoshikawa's got this great idea all of a sudden. And you can tell this is absolutely the first time he's thought of it. And it's not a scam he's run a million times over before. <laughs> <laughs> because, Tim, they work at a television studio, right? Yep. Well, are making movies. A big production firm. Something. So, producing. Producing movies or TV shows. Something like that, yeah. right? So, Tim, what's the plan, buddy? Uh, let's see. Uh, you're lonely, your wife is dead, and you're mm -hmm. looking for the perfect woman. So, yeah. why not have a quote-unquote audition mm. where we can find that perfect woman for you? Tell me what you like, what you don't like, and... That's what we'll do. And hey, the extra bonus is if we can actually get fucking funding for this shit, we'll really fucking do it. That's win-win. We'll get paid to do it. If we don't, oh you'll at least get some fucking pussy out of it. Yeah, it's win-win. And it's... it. By the way, the note that I wrote down while they're talking about this shit, just now in modern context, is I'm like, why don't we just call it The Bachelor? Uh, yes, that's right. This is the, this is, all right, hold on, Eddie, you hit mm. it on the head, fucking head, because fucking Fox ripped off Dave Chappelle when he did that fucking wife swap episode. Yeah. And then like a year later, they fucking came up with the idea of wife swap. And this is the same fucking thing. They hit it on the fucking head and some of the fucking TV show came up with it. Yeah. But but for real, they just lost the pretense. It's just directly, you're going to marry this guy. You're not auditioning for a fucking, doing some weird clandestine shit Wait, about a movie. On. You have 90 days <laughs> to audition to be this guy's fiance. Oh, or not. Tim, when, when you said that if you could do any podcast and it, that... that of your own, just to launch for for whatever for shits and giggles, it would be a ninety day fiance yep. podcast. One hundred percent. I damn near stood up and applauded. I fucking love that show. It, it is, is such garbage. It is the most garbage fucking show. But man, does it make you feel so good about the fucking life choices <laughs> that you make? <laughs> no matter no. what, you could be a fucking crackhead and like you know what. I made better decisions than this motherfucker <laughs> who won't buy this incredibly hot fucking 22-year-old Ukrainian chick a fucking rug. Yeah. Mike knows what I'm talking about. Oh, and it's insanity. That, 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 oh, I love that show. That but and then, 90, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, love at the Lockup. I haven't seen that one. Oh, my God, Eddie. Come on. Watch that shit. 
I get the premise. I'll have to check it out. But then the other thing this reminds me of is just literally every other fucking romantic comedy of its era. You look at your You've Got Males. You look at your, uh, oh. what's the one where the broad's supposed to be ugly? She's all that. Oh, it was just a bet. Wait, you mean the one where the beautiful chick wears glasses and has her yeah. hair up in a bun? Yeah, just the whole idea that it's like a dude's going to lie or create a situation where he ingratiates himself upon a woman and then romance ensues. <sighs> that always works, right? Sure. It worked here, right? <laughs> so then all of a sudden his buddy Yoshikawa's got all these like great tips that's like, hey, uh, by the way, don't 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 try to get the girl that that wants the lead role also. Yes, that's right, because you know what? She expects too much. Yeah. You want a sad girl. You don't want a girl. <laughs> like, you want fuck? a woman that's been hurt. This right, is just because like, the, anything that you do is going to look good. Yeah, this is seriously like some... Have you ever watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Uh, I've maybe watched like two episodes of that and I can't tell the show. There's one called The Dennis System you need to check out. It's the character Dennis has this whole system of making women fall in love with him that's just completely sociopathic. Like, you deflate the their tires so that they rely on you, and then you, like, call with a voice modifier to threaten that you're going to fucking kill them so that they call you up to protect them overnight. Wow. Holy just, shit. That's fucking deep cut. <laughs> and then you just, like, ghost them so that they're always, like, missing you it's so fucked up but it's just it's like this guy's that level like dennis system level perverted and and that's why i said this dude has done this a million times so and it's funny though because um aoma he's not exactly super comfortable with it though at first he's like i don't i don't know man like i'm pretty lonely and pretty desperate but i also legitimately want to find a person that i love and 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 want to be married well, see, to he forever. Interested in me because he says that when he says that to his friend he says aren't we all lonely yeah which he says i everyone think at that is. point especially in japanese culture it was all it was just like uh is that the beginning when japanese people stopped fucking yeah it sort of is because we we basically had like we were talking about in the akira episode where they had a massive economic boom in the mid to late 80s and then the bubble on that kind of burst in the mid to late 90s so that you couldn't just be the guy like the ward cleaver to go out get a salary man's position and then afford you know a really nice house and everything you you worked yourself to the bone sometimes you know 16 hour days seven days a week and you didn't have time for anything else and if you know if you're gonna work yourself to the bone put bits.com bits <laughs> yeah bluetooth.com promo code bits uh <laughs> so then then what happened in, in japan after that to, to kind of where we are now I, I forget the term for it is the kids saw that the dad was always gone which is why in a lot of video games you'll see the mom in a, J a Japanese game, but you'll never see the dad. Oh, that explains 90% of the Pornhub stuff that was taken down. <laughs> and so the, the kids see this and they're like, wait a minute, I don't want to fucking do that. My dad wasted his life. Fuck this, I'm not going to have any kids. Isn't that every generation, though? Sort of. I mean, 
I don't know. You could say because the post- you have one generation that goes where it's completely liberal, and then you have one that goes completely like conservative, yeah. and you have one that goes completely liberal, and you have one that like attacks the attacks the capital. <laughs> yeah, somebody that's dressed up like a fucking yak. So, <laughs> I don't even know anymore, Tim. I've given up trying to predict. Uh, so they make this radio ad to cast the the tomorrow's heroine. And that's the the casting call that we're going to get, and we see we see our hero Ayoma. He's in his uh, car. Yeah, because listening. I think we skipped over. His friend said, "Like, look, if you're looking for the perfect woman, the best thing that I can come up with is I'm a casting director. So let's make up a fake movie mm-hmm. where you're looking for the woman that's going going to fulfill right, right. all your fucking wants and needs." Yeah, yeah, and then, but really, we're auditioning her to be your bride, not auditioning her to be in a movie. But like you said, maybe you know we'll still get funding to make the movie anyway. So win, yeah, win. that's right. If maybe we can get enough money, we'll make an actual movie. Yeah, win-win. Plus, I know a guy at a radio station, so we'll run an ad. And they run this ad, and we see our hero in his car listening to the radio ad while it's raining. And then we cut to what appears to be a young girl. Looking out of a uh, uh, door in the rain, listening to the same radio ad. This fucks so, up the timeline, doesn't it? There's a lot of that that's going to come on, especially later. But uh, I think I think it's supposed to reflect who this actually is listening to it, and, and uh, uh, that part of her personality. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I'm stupid. No, though, so. no, no. I would give no. you that. That's right. That's, that, that makes sense. Right. So we go over to Aoma's house now, and he's thumbing through all of these fucking submissions that he's gotten. And it's, yeah, it's Just fun. imagine if you put a casting call out for, we need a beautiful woman who knows how to do ballet and is classically trained. Mm-hmm. Because that's his, that's his criteria. Is she has to be classically trained in the traditional ways yeah. of yeah. Japanese culture. And so there's thousands, hundreds of submissions at the least. There's stacks of them upon stack, and, and the dude's just like sitting in his den, whatever. He's got a nice big old tall glass of scotch or, or whatever he's drinking. He, yeah. He makes me feel good because this motherfucker is drinking throughout the entire fucking movie. Every scene, even like when he goes out to eat, he's drinking. It's yeah, this guy's. Uh... Yeah, he's get there. He at one point he gets it before she does, and he's already <laughs> yeah. half a fucking beer into his drink yeah. before she gets his first drink. That's a power move, right there, buddy. So, so, but, but what what's interesting here is he's. So he's kind of like hesitating to do it, but he's like, I don't know, maybe I'll give it a shot anyway. I'm beginning peer pressured, maybe. And then he looks up on his desk and you see a photo of his, his wife, his deceased uh-huh. wife. And he's like, I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe I don't want you looking at me while I'm doing this. So he turns the photo around. <laughs> so. Okay. So- now, full stop, the minute you're doing this, that's that's when you know you're fucking up in life, right? <laughs> when you're like, hey, wait, hold on, my dead wife, I don't want you to see me doing this shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> you can see everything, but don't look at this. Jim, you grew up Catholic. I'm sure you had like a picture of Jesus in your bedroom. You had to flip over when you were going to go whack it or something. No, no, no. Hold on. What's worse is they told us that oh, all no. our dead relatives could see us. Oh, my God. So every time I whacked it or jerked off to fucking Marilyn Chambers or whoever the fuck it was, yeah. my pick, dead relatives could see me. But the one thing that gave me comfort is eh, most of the people who did my family, I don't even know them. So it's okay. <laughs> You're like I don't even know that asshole. Take a good look, Grandpa. You know. Then my uncle, my uncle's dead. And I'm like, oh fuck! Wait a second, hold on. But didn't stop me. Again, imagine if that were true. Like, if you're dead, you're a ghost. You're just floating around doing what ghost stuff. That's you what know? you want to watch. Yeah, you're, I'm like, I wonder if my nephew's jacking his dick off. That says more about your uncle than it does about you. <laughs> That's right, yeah. If anything, yeah, I'd be like, hey, I want to go to Area 51 and see if fucking aliens are real. Wait, uh, you know what? I think I want to see my nephew, 13 years old, Tim, jacking it off. To yeah. fucking Diana from V, the series. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'd oh, be like, wait, I'm going to go check on. out. If you haven't seen Diana from V, the series... Hold the fuck on. Yeah. We got it. We got a, a Tim. Tim's pausing right now. He just sent me a message that uh, we're, he's going to need 15. <laughs> I'm looking at my phone right now. Like, V, Diana. <laughs> God. No, I'd be like, hey, I'm a ghost. I'm going to go check out Area 51, see if there's an alien. You get there, you realize they're just, you know, it's experimental aircraft or whatever. Yeah, so right. you're like, wait a minute. It's the fucking I'm gonna uh, go- F-15. I'm, I'm going to go to space instead. I'm just going to fly up to fucking Mercury. What's stopping me? I'm a ghost. I don't need the air. There's no gravity. Fuck that. If you're a ghost, there's no fucking physics at all, right? Hey, you can do whatever you want. You can go watch Tim Jack off. Forget that. Come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, speaking of not wanting the wife to watch, yeah, he flips the old, uh, little picture around so he can do the dirtiness and he gets on the, the phone with his buddy. His buddy's like, Hey, you got all the pictures of the women you're shopping for. And he's like, yeah, I just want to make sure I pick the right one. You know, it's kind of like buying a car. And I'm like, how is this like buying a car? Dude, this really, you're going to fucking... Well, you you want to know what trim package they have? You want to like what are we doing? So hey, guys, I like, get a warranty. No, there's no warranty on this one, buddy. You kidding me? You're buying this off of one of those buy here pay here lots. This is that's not how this works. So then he says, "All right, well, just narrow it down to thirty women." that we can parade in front of you and audition for you. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. This is really a fucking scumbag fucking move, right? Oh, yeah. It's the worst, right? <laughs> like, it's literally the worst. And the son, so his son comes home. And his son, his son's like, hey, Dad, I, I'm home. I got a friend. And it's a girl because I'm not a big failure like you. By the way, have fun with your weird papers. <laughs> and guess what? She's dressed up like a Japanese schoolgirl. Well, she is a Japanese schoolgirl, Tim. No, I explained it. 
<laughs> you know, not not all women's outfits exist as like some function of a fetish. You know, sometimes they actually wear that. Well, when you used to be able to see that shit on Pornhub. That's true. That's true. After after the uh, the the they did the Thanos move to Pornhub. Pornhub snapped his fingers, and ninety percent of its fucking videos went away. <laughs> Yeah, there go 90% of the boners. Promo code BITS. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, he's you know, looking at him. He's drinking his, his uh, now he's drinking tea. So he's being a little more responsible. And he, he picks up his teacup and he notices the teacup left a little ring on one of the applications. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this out. And what's funny is this production company, the reason that they made this movie, Tim, is because they had just made Ringu. And it was so successful, they're like, let's do another horror. Wow. Wait, yeah. horror slash porn? Well, not not porn. I mean, the ring was not porn, Tim. Yeah. There's no fucking nothing uh, mosaiced out. Yeah. So, he takes it out, he pulls it out of there, and it's uh, it's our... Hero, villain, Asami. And he looks at her and he's like, oh, okay, that's a pretty good pretty good picture of this broad. And it should be because before this, she was a model, this actress, Tim. And that's uh, really all she did up until this point. Wait, the actress in real life? Yeah. The actress that played Asami was a, a model before this, and then that's about it. Because she does have a look. She does. And she went on to do a lot more films after this. Wow. After this yeah. fucking movie? What kind of movies was she in? I think she was in Tokyo Gore Police, if I'm not mistaken. I, I could be wrong on that one. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but she she did a few things after this. Uh, so so you, And he's reading her, her little bio. And it says, uh, you know, she was, like you said, she was a ballet dancer. And uh, the, what's that? Very important because he needs to have somebody who's classically trained. Yes, classically trained in the the Japanese uh, traditions. And the problem is, she damaged her hips when she was eighteen. And now he reads her essay because again, his buddy told him, "Don't just fall for the pictures." Because they can Photoshop that. They take it in an angle so they don't look like they're as heavy. There's all sorts of tricks women do. Uh, you you got to read the their essay. Above your head <laughs> before yeah. you take a shot. Yeah, okay. She was in Tokyo Gore Police. I was correct. Uh, she went in to, uh, She went on to act in 17 more movies after this. Wow. Last one was Wait, was Meatball this the first movie? Yeah. So she was in another one called Open House before this. But not like a leading role. She kind of had a bit part in it. Okay. Yeah. So he reads her essay, and it's all about, like, my life sucks, and, like, I experienced death because ballet dancing was the only thing that made me happy. I broke my hip, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. And he's just, like, fucking whacking his dick off here. He's like, oh, this is the best. She's... She's sad. Uh, yeah, I, I think at this point, as soon as he reads what her story is, that that's it. He's hooked. Yeah, at this point, he's already in love. It's already done. The the hook, line, and sinker, buddy. 
because it's I, and I think what the novelist when when he wrote this was was trying to get at was he lost his wife at a very young age so he suffered this tremendous loss and maybe he hasn't had anybody he can really talk to or share that with because he's wow. kind of had the responsibilities of being a parent wow. and now he's Holy found this shit. yeah yeah so now he's found this beautiful young woman who's shared that with him and uh all right when you get to a certain age if when you want to like 50 years old and i won't speak for myself since i'm married but if you have a, like a 22 year old girl who's showing interest in what you do and everything like that and your wife is dead, that's a big fucking uh, hook for you to bite on. Yeah. That's going the right direction for sure. And this is like, again, she has no idea who this fucking guy is. This is just her submission, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's is... right. Because at this point, they're just looking for somebody who's an actress who wants to be play this part. Yeah, exactly. So he heads out. And he's like, ah, I'm going to go. Uh, oh, because his son, <laughs> his son brought the girlfriend in. And he's like, yeah, just feed her my dinner or whatever. Because uh, I'm not going to eat. I'm going to be back here drinking. So he gets up to, to go walk their dog, right? The dad does. Because now he's going to go fantasize about the girl or whatever. And we see, yeah, the girlfriend and the cool little schoolgirl outfit. And uh, it's funny because she, she finds out that she ate his dinner, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Holy shit, I didn't know that was your fucking dinner. I'm, let me go cook you something immediately. Uh, again, in Asian culture, something like that is a big fucking faux pas. Yeah. If you and, went to somebody's house and you ate somebody who's older than you are, if you mm -hmm. ate their fucking dinner, that is a major fucking trespass, and you want to make yeah. up for that shit as much as you can. Yeah, and this then this the dad likes it because then he gives the dad uh, the son the old mm, not bad. Yeah, you know? <laughs> thumbs up. Go ahead, hey. fuck her. Yeah, put the spurs to her, motherfucker, and uh, hey, he goes off and walks the dog. So now we go off to the auditions. <clears throat> you think that's a euphemism where he's walking the dog? He's walking the dog. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he's uh, hanging out with those photos. Probably not even the photos, just the fucking story about the breaking her hips and stuff. <laughs> uh, how, the, how the fuck did she break her hips? Well, she didn't, but we'll find that out later. Um, now, the auditions, the titular audition auditions, are such a wonderful montage scene. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They, they, they queue up walking on sunshine and then they're marching all the different women in and the different outfits showing off all their different talents. Yeah. And his like buddy. Some of their talents is taking their shirt off. Oh, yeah, dude. Because he's okay. Okay. So Ayoma is he's not having the best time here. Like he's clearly uncomfortable, you know. Because he's pretty quiet, or is it not that he's uncomfortable? Maybe he's already got somebody in mind. Uh, I think what it is, at this point, he's locked into number 28, and he's just could waiting be. to get to that number. Yeah, could be. But his buddy, dude, Yoshikawa, he's having a ball. I mean, he's asking him all sorts of fun questions. You, hey, would you ever do porn? And <laughs> Have you done like, a sex scene? Would you be comfortable doing nudity? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, once it just takes her fucking shit off, you can see her tits and everything. I'm like, damn. All right. 
crazy. And we get well, to... she uh, knows how to get the extra $50. Yeah, yeah. Got to get the extra, uh, what would that be, like uh, 50,000 yen? Uh, Probably 100,000 yen. Yeah, yeah. Ah, adjusting for inflation too. Who knows? And so he asked one of them if if she, if she ever did porn, and she's all like, uh, well, "I mean, you know, my manager was talking about me doing that." <laughs> no, she Yoshikawa. says, "I have a friend who did it," which means she did. Yeah, yeah. And Yoshikawa looks over at their assistant and's like, "Hey, can you can you keep her for another role?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh God. So. Uh, and but my favorite one that auditions is probably the chick that leaves and then comes back, and she's they're all like, "Weren't you here before?" <laughs> yeah, she's like, but I have more to say. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not done. I like her, dude. I like that Moxie. That's fucking cool. That's actually pretty good because you know if you can do it like an audition like three times of the different names, yeah. that's just playing the odds, right? That's uh. Fuck, who was it? I forget. One of the people that was always on Carson's show years ago, he oh, wanted to so get the many. record. Oh, I know. But he wanted to get the record for being uh, on the Carson show the most times. And he'd Wait, been on are 60... you thinking about fucking... Uh... Oh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Steve Martin? No, it wasn't Steve Martin. Okay. He'd been on 67 times, and he's like, I want to be on 70 times, right? So it was a comedian. I forget his name though. For God's sake, Larry uh, um, Langston. No, it might have been. It, you know what? It might have been Carl Reiner actually. I think no, it might have been no. Carl Reiner. Yeah, because uh, that makes sense because Carl Reiner is old enough to be on since since the first episode and the last yeah. episode of Carson. So he 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 came in, did a couple of jokes because he wasn't. I mean, he was kind of a comedian, but not a comedian, you know. He came in, he did, told a couple of jokes, you know, he just went and sat on the couch, and he told Johnny, he's like, I want to, I want to, can you just, like, introduce me three times, you know, the technically, <laughs> so then he said he left, he turned his jacket inside out, and he walked back on, right, and he's like, well, ladies and gentlemen, There's no way Carl that's Reiner. Carl Ryder. Huh? There's no way that's Carl Ryder who turns his, turns his jacket inside it out. It might have, it might have been, I, I don't recall. So then, then he leaves again, and then this time he takes his jacket off, and he just, like, slings it over his shoulder, you know? <laughs> just like the Sinatra. Ladies and gentlemen, and then and Carson introduces him again. I know, was it Jack Carter? It might have been Jack Carter, actually, now that I think about it. Jack Carter? Who the fuck is that? He was an old-time comedian guy. Anyhow, back to this thing that's not from the, the 40s. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, they go through all the, the montage of auditions, and then we finally get to her. And she's wearing a very kind of plain white outfit. And at this point, it's interesting because the camera has been pointed directly at the chair where the girls are sitting while uh -huh. they're auditioning. Yes. But not now. Now, now we get the, the camera full shot. spins around from behind her. And she's and we see all her. in white. Yeah, yeah. So Asami comes in, and of course our hero's completely smitten by her. And uh, he, he, you know, the, his buddy gives a couple of stupid questions, a little, and then he just kind of pipes in. He's like, I, I got something I want to say. You wrote a, uh, in your essay about how you lost your dream 
and you accepted death, and it is it, it, it's such a young age. And yeah. his buddy's like, "That really oh. impresses me." Yeah, I'm very impressed. She's like, "Oh, thanks." And There's nothing I like yeah, she, better than a woman who thinks about her own mortality at the yeah, age of that's eighteen. Real. T- I don't even need blue chew, Tim. When I, when I hear a woman is just worried about death, you know. <laughs> well, look, if she's worried about death, she's going to do anything, right? It's true. That's true. Desperation is the greatest lubricant, as I always say. Uh, so. <laughs> so. So, uh, this buddy's like, okay, well, are you, are you done asking questions? That wasn't even a question. I don't know what you're talking about. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. He's like, all right. I'll see you later, Asami. And then she leaves. This buddy's like, all right, man, we're going to need to take a break. Hold on. Let me get on my phone. He gets his yeah, phone. Because he's you like, know what? This bitch is fucking crazy. He gets on his phone. He's like, "Tell my tell my next meeting, I'm going to be 15 fucking minutes late because I got to straighten my my friend out." He sets his phone down. He's like, "You're out of your fucking mind. Don't talk to her. There's something wrong with her." Yep, he knows right <laughs> away. Yeah, and his buddies, uh, his his buddy, all uh, our heroes, like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, man. Maybe uh, maybe she is the one for me. Maybe I'm not too worried about what you're talking about here. I'm like, oh, God, no, listen to your homie. This isn't going to go well. I've seen this movie before. But wait, hold on, Eddie. Have you ever in your life listened mm-hmm. to your friend no. when you've been into some chick and your friend is telling you, dude, nope. she's no good, it's mm-hmm. nothing but fucking trouble. This is the definition of crazy pussy, which is yeah. something that I'd like to say to my wife whenever we're watching movies and we see something like, I think the first time I said it was Fatal Attraction. I was like, this is yeah. the definition of crazy pussy. The first time, it's fun fucking it, but after that, it fucks you. That was Glenn Close, right? Yeah. Never got it. Never. What? Glenn Close? Yeah, ne- never got the whole, like, she's the hot one. Her and Michael Douglas <sighs> all the time. I never got it. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. How long have you been married? Uh, Ten years. Okay, uh, same thing. Okay. And uh, I will never, never, ever do it because I've always broken up with a woman before I cheated on her. Because once I thought about cheating on her, I was like, oh, that's it. That's the end of the relationship. But if you're married for like, let's say say 15 years and you come across some woman like Glenn Close is like, hey, you know what? Whatever the fuck you want, I'm going to fucking do it. And you know what? You give up that one fucking time, and then next thing you know, she's cooking your fucking kids, your fucking daughter's rabbit. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's your uh, what do they call that thing? The list where it's like, look, here's my uh, my hall pass thing where there's one uh, celebrity. I have two on my hall pass. Go ahead. Who who yeah, is yeah. The, who is your hall pass? Wendy? No, no, is that yours though, Glenn Close? Uh, no, I have uh, okay, Beyonce good. and Kimberly. Which is a which yeah. we have Beyonce. Everyone knows who that is, and Kimari is a Korean actress who was once Miss Korea. Wow! Like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> the best thing about her was she was in a fucking drama that my wife hated her, hated her <laughs> fucking guts in. I'm like, yeah, I can understand where she's coming from. She just wants to protect her son. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> You're just defending her. Oh, I love it. I love it. Over and over again. <laughs> it caused a big fight. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say for me, it's uh, the chick in the Medea movies. She's real hot. Wait, Tyler Perry? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> No, I don't know. Celebrities you know aren't humans, so I don't Alicia know. Alicia is like, hey, you know what? If you could fuck Tyler Perry, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, celebrities aren't even human. It'd probably be the, the, the chick at Starbucks. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, you, you, no, you have to take your whole pass to somebody that you can't ever get. That's oh, how you get away with it, right? Yeah. Like, my wife yeah, told me, oh, you know what? All right, your whole pass is Beyonce. My whole pass is the I guy got, who works at the grocery store. I'm like, what? I got, you see, the, the problem is mine are all anachronistic, is it would always be like uh, Feruza Balk from The Craft, but now she's, like, not Feruza Balk from The Craft. Yeah, now she's uh, the one from American X. American History X. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, I can't be with her, man. Nope. I already uh, uh, shaved my head. It's already too close, so... And I got blue eyes. It just would never work. Oh, boy. <sighs> yeah. So. <clears throat> Let's get back to the movie now, shall we? Mm. Uh, so it's funny. is, is When his buddies uh, giving him the shit about the, the uh, Lycan Asami. Uh, he, he gets up, though, Ayoma, and he's sitting in the audition chair. And it's like, uh, yes, he sits exactly where she was sitting. So that's it. Yeah. That means that, that that that's it. He's con- he's connected to her. He's connected to her, and also it's the the kind of the shifting, like because with all the other girls, there's this power dynamic. We're the producers, right? We have this power over you. You got, you ain't got shit on us. But with her, she's already got him wrapped around her fucking finger. So now he's in the chair. Uh, yeah, I kind of think it's kind of like the same thing like when you're like 13 or 14 years old and you're like, oh, some girl I like drank out of the same bottle. So mm. I drank out of it. So it's kind of like we kissed. Yeah. And you get in trouble for smelling bicycle seats. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, Tim. Same page. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, uh. We go back to Aoma's house. He talks to his son for a second. And his son's like, Dad, can you, like, eat food for once? Because, like, you've just been drinking in every scene and you're not uh, yeah, eating the any son food. is fucked up, right? Because it's right off the bat, the, fucking, the first time we see the son, he's like, Hey, you know what, Dad? You're getting kind of old. Your dick is yeah. too big. Your stomach is too big. Your stomach is bigger than your fucking dick is. Yeah. So you should try to grab any woman that, who's willing to marry you. Yeah. Anyone who will let you lie on her for a few minutes, like you're, you know, you don't have a lot of choices here. And yeah, he's like, yeah, eat some food and quit drinking so much. And the dad kind of like, ah, whatever. And he's like, by the way, it's your turn to do the dishes, dad. Like, ah, shit, this sucks. Well, go do the dishes. Have another drink, of course. And uh, yeah, hold because on, he's one... drinking whiskey throughout this whole fucking yeah. movie, right? Yeah. One minute, six seconds, or one hour, six minutes in, Tim, I need to take a break for a second. The neighbor's dog is outside barking. Good fucking choice. I was like, wait a second. Do I hear a door barking or is that my balls telling me I have to take a piss? Okay. And we're back. Yes, we are. How's it going, buddy? Uh, I took a long piss. That felt good. 
Nice. I uh, got a refill on my beverage. I'm going for broke. There you go. No highballs. Uh, no, I'm too old for highballs, buddy. They are low now. Remember kamikazes? Oof. Yeah. Oof. That was the first drink that I learned that, you know what, you can drink as many of these as you want as long as you don't stand up. <laughs> oh, man. You ever have a mind eraser? Uh, no. When I was uh, growing up, it was kamikazes and screwdrivers. Oh, uh, screwdriver's good. I'll still fuck with those. Uh, well, the problem that I had with that was I went to an all-you-can-drink bar as long as you paid oh, 40 bucks to get into the door. That's and degenerate. Well, no, here's what was fucked up about it was the bartender told me, he's like, you know, uh, we don't give you drinks unless you tip us. Okay. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Okay, motherfucker. I need two screwdrivers and a kamikaze, and here's a $3 tip. So I was walking around with three drinks in my fucking hand. <laughs> and then they had, <laughs> as a fucking bonus, the club had free all-you-could-eat pasta or barbecue chicken, which okay. does not fucking work out with drinking kamikazes and screwdrivers. No, 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 no. I was going to say, you fuck around with some, like, cocktail shrimp or some... Uh, oh, no. You know what I mean? Cocktail shrimp? Come on. Some light. I used to I used to go to uh, Vegas every year for um, DefCon, right? And uh, I, I, I uh, the the story with all my buddies I got cut off from three bars in one night. Wow! Holy <laughs> yeah. fucking shit, Eddie. Dude, how do you I, uh, get cut off from three fucking bars? Wait, there are three bartenders who are like, you know what? I'm not going to take your fucking <laughs> tips anymore. You can't well, no. drink. That okay, so that that year at Con, they're not Comic Con, fucking Comic Con. That year at DefCon was insane because my buddies went down there and it cost, I think it cost me altogether like fifteen hundred dollars. This was like a ninety. Jesus Christ! Holy, I, wait, I was no, underage. No, it doesn't matter what ninety it was. If you spent fifteen hundred bucks on fucking drinks. No, 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 no. I didn't spend money on drinks. We were in Washington State and we had to go down to, to Vegas. So it was like road trip. We had to get the fucking hotels and shit. Like it was, plus you have to get into the convention, right? Uh, okay. So all together it was like $1,500. I went down there and, and I was, my move was always, I was underage, but nobody was carding because I was tipping. Yep. So I'd sit down at a blackjack table and just slap down like a $20 bill for the first drink. Oh, and then immediately I was just getting my free drinks over and over and over again. Yeah, let me tell you, the worst thing that ever happened to me was the first time I went to a casino was in the Bahamas. Mm. And I had a bunch of fucking money orders. Uh, wait, what the fuck were they called? Uh, they weren't called money Cashier's orders. check? Cashier checks. Yeah. And nobody would fucking take them on the entire oh, fucking island except for... The casino. Of course, they had take no it. problem taking them. Yeah, but and don't the worst thing that happened to me, Eddie, was the first fucking time I sat down at a fucking black table, I hit a fucking natural twenty-one, king uh -huh. and fucking ace, and I'm like, oh, yep. I'm going to take this whole fucking island for all their fucking money. Well, <laughs> needless to say, here I am doing a podcast 30 years later. Yeah, well, my my story ends a little better than that. Even though I'm still doing a podcast however many years later, I ended up winning my money back. So I won $1,500 wow. total by the last day. 
and we got the fuck out. So, eh, paid for my own trip. Well, the one time I went to a casino with my wife, who is Asian and loves to fucking gamble, because especially because that's how you tell how your year is going to fucking be, is we went to a fucking casino, and I was playing video blackjack, and on my third hand, I hit a natural fucking straight flush. Oh, God. And I went like $450, and I'm like, hit the button that says cash out, that's it, yep. I'm done for the rest of the fucking day. Yeah. And she that's couldn't believe it. it. I'm like, wait, I just found fucking money. What the fuck am I going to do? Give it away? (laughs) You found $450 on the floor, basically. You're done. Yeah, she was mad at me because I didn't fucking, like, trip my bet. Like, how am I supposed to fucking know I'm going to hit a straight flush? Yeah. Yeah, you just just remind her how many times they tear down and rebuild casinos. And then ask how many times you built an addition onto your house. Guess who always wins? <laughs> yes, yeah. the house always wins, and it's not our house. Yeah, that is very true. All right, we'll get back to it then. <clears throat> so, Aoma calls up his dream girl, Asami. Gets a nice little conversation with her. It's like, hey, uh, we should probably meet to talk for well, a little is while. Is this when, after his friend tells him, like... Calm down, chill out, don't fucking call her. No, 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 no. So that's his next call with her. Um, I mean, mean, we can skip a lot. We can kind of breeze over a lot of this. Basically, this is when his friend, uh, because he goes to meet with her and they have their first little date. But but this is when his friend calls and says, I did some digging into her. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Yeah, the record label executive that's supposed to represent her has been missing for a year. 18 months. Yeah. So there's a, uh, all right. You probably, he's like, just, you should kind of, you know, I don't know. She's sus. Yeah, chill Direct, out, fucker. Come on. Directly cut to them out on a date. <laughs> right. So they're out on their date, and that's when Ayoma asks about the director guy. And she's like, look, I lied. I never even met the guy. No uh, yeah, she does it like the classic fucking uh, con man thing. Like, as soon as she knows that he found out something about her, she cuts that shit off right in the fucking pass. Yeah. She's like, so I, uh, we were looking at the director guy. She's like, yeah, I know. I lied about that on the thing. Somebody told me I should talk like that. I have no Hollywood kind of contacts. I'm sorry. Anyhow, how are these, uh, how's the steak? You know, <laughs> and you write nice him rare, like it's very young. Yeah, and you write him good con man, good move. It, it, it is the classic con man move. As soon as you get caught in something, deny what you can and and admit what you have to. Yeah, get out ahead of it. Manage the message. Yeah. So, yeah, they're having their fun little date, have their nice little dinner, and then we cut to the next day when. Ayoma and his friend are up on top of the building throwing golf balls, which is fucking weird. And this, Tim, is like uh, you said. No, we're... again, that is something. Let me tell you, in Asian culture, at least in Korean, that mm-hmm. is something that almost all the fucking big businesses, their rooftops, are like little mm-hmm. fucking garden sanctuaries. No, now, I approve maybe of that. you could play fucking golf. I approve of that. If you that got is a some great space. fucking thing because when you think about it, number one, it cuts down on the fucking uh, 
a whole fucking thing with uh, heating up the earth because instead of having a fucking black roof that absorbs yeah. energy, you have green that is at least going to reflect it, and you're giving your employees something to fucking do on their lunch break. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. Absolutely. I completely wish we would do more shit like that here, but instead, no, we just have, like, blacktop and tar. And... Yeah, can you imagine going to your job, Eddie, and on your lunch break, if you want, you can go up to the roof, and there's a garden part, there's a place where you can do a picnic, or there's a place where you can shoot fucking golf balls. So no shit when I worked at uh, J.P. Morgan Chase Banks in Damn, Florida. fucking NASA and J.C. Paul. No, that's, J. yeah. J.C. Paul. J.P. Morgan. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Uh, they they had their weird compound area, had this like huge pond, or not even a pond, it was like a man-made lake that had like atriums all over it. You could walk around it. It was like a half a mile lap around the fish? lake and everything. Oh, big-ass koi in there, dude. Oh, wow. Wait, can, you could fucking fish for koi? No, you couldn't fish. There were fish in it, but you couldn't fish for them, Tim. Okay, well. When my wife and I walk to a certain park, there's a house from Koi Pod. And they're like, wait, you know what? If I show up with a fiction pole, and they fucking blame me? Yeah. You're just out there with, like, one of those big fucking hats with all the stupid lures in it. It's like a jackass. You put the fucking fish in your front yard. Come on. Yeah. Hey, these anybody's fish, or are uh, they yours? Do anybody really own fish? That's very true. I mean, you just kind of rent them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So this, like you said, though, Tim, is where he's telling his buddy, look, you need to not be hasty. You got to cool down and do not call her. Whatever yeah. you do. You I might be cannot, wrong. And I think this applies for men and women. You cannot show too much interest because once you do, that's it. You're giving up the hand, right? Well, there's that, but also his buddy is just like, seems like he can sniff people out pretty good. And he's like, I don't know about this one. Uh, yeah, because he said at one point he's a professional or auditioner, right? He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And he says, yeah, none of her, nobody knows who she is. None of her contacts exist. So, I don't know, man. Don't, don't call her because it might mess up your whole life. So, then we cut to... And this is where it starts getting unsettling. And we're already like 40 minutes into the movie. She's uh, sitting on the floor. Hmm? Maybe more than 40 minutes. I yeah, think maybe. We yeah, an hour that's... into before the really the turn kind of starts yeah. happening. So she's sitting on this weird floor staring uh, at her phone. Yeah, she's and... just waiting and waiting by the fucking phone, waiting for him to call. And what's in the background, Eddie? There's uh, uh, Santa's uh, sack of presents. Just sitting there. And you don't think much of it. You're like, oh, maybe it's laundry. I don't know. But the way she's sitting, too, it's like, what the fuck? Like like somebody put her bones in wrong? Yep. As soon as you see this scene, you know that this chick is fucking crazy pussy. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. Like you said, fatal attraction. Like, I, I don't know about that. So anyhow, next day, Aoma's uh, taking a day off of work. Says he doesn't feel too good. His housekeeper, Rhea, is like, you know, you've, uh, yeah, you probably should take some time off. Because, you know, you 
Well, you don't have a wife. Like, you probably should have one of them. Is she hitting on him? She is. And we didn't even get into the whole, like, weird dynamic with him and the secretary. Which comes up later. But, uh... Mm -hmm. Basically, and it's funny because he, he earlier he just says, I want a nice, normal girl. But we see that there are nice, normal girls around him. Who want him. Who are yeah, basically hitting on him. Like, I don't know, Eddie. If your wife ever said to some other guy, like, I wish you were my husband. Don't you think hmm? that that's kind of like a problem in your relationship? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like that, there's a problem there, you know, that's, yeah. So, yeah, she's like, yeah, you need to cool down, you know, you need to, it's all right, you need to chill, find yourself a nice wife and your life will be easier because all men need female support Yes. in their life. You need a female to support you and do whatever it is that you're going to ask her to do. Yeah, yeah. Which is good, because this is where, yeah, he goes back to work, and uh, this is the, the, he meets up with the secretary lady again. She kind of walks into the back room to talk to him. She's like, look, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go get married soon, so. Uh, if you want to fuck me, now is yeah. the time to do it? Look. Right? <laughs> right? <his> last call. <laughs> <laughs> last call on this pussy. Uh, you better get after it, buddy. <laughs> that is, good. is a fucking incredible fucking scene where you could have a woman telling you that, look, I'm going to be getting married next week, but mm. if you want to fuck me, I'm going to give that around. whole fucking shit up right now. Yeah, one more again. We can we can give this a shot because we find out later they may be hooked up before. And he... Uh, Typical of like you're watching an HR video. He just kind of brushes her off like, no, that is all right. Thank you. And he just stares at his phone. Just stares at the phone. He's waiting for her to call. It's, it's always the pussy that you can't get that you want. Yeah, yeah. The one that's throwing themselves at you. Because I've had this experience before in my life. There was one, one time I was working. My, one of my first times I was working in the supermarket. And I had mm-hmm. the fucking hots for this fucking cashier. And I, after I was finished working, I would fucking bag up the groceries just oh so I God. could hang out next to her. Yeah. And the cashier in the next aisle fucking, now that I think back on it, was basically, basically saying to me, look at me and I will fuck you like you've never been fucked before. <laughs> and I completely fucking ignored it because yeah. this was the one that I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. No, I know the feeling. It was for me. It was it was like in high school. Was it high school? I think it was my freshman year of high school. There's one chick. There was that one chick. You're like, uh, yep. you know, wanna wanna hit on that one? Gonna yep. gonna carry her books for her and oh, have them malted. Did you really carry her books? No. Okay. Um, but you know, it's the whole thing of like, hey, I'm, here's a tape full of different songs oh man you gave her a fucking mixtape <laughs> of course of course man this is back in the day of the mixtape and these aren't songs that specifically are about how thing, i feel so about okay. you but meanwhile like in in homeroom <laughs> Wait, we're, we're going eddie what were the songs that you i have you know what Tim, you have to think of one gun, song come on if you put a gun to my head i couldn't tell you one i swear to eyes. god I, 
I'll think about it. But this this would have been when I was a freshman, so it, it's not going to be like Frank Sinatra or uh, you know back <laughs> or when Gene you were. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't even. I'll try to remember it. I swear to God. Um, but meanwhile, homeroom, we're like in the library, and there's this chick that just like was hanging out with me the whole time. Yeah, you were like See? reading like scary stories oh, and shit, man. and she's just basically like uh, got the the silver tray. And you're like, hey, here's my vagina. Go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, you were no. like, you were talking, and I was like, you know, what can I do to make this ex girl <laughs> oh, like God. me more? Oh, God. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. She's going out with this guy, and he's a real fucking douchebag, and I'm a nice yeah. guy. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, I was—I never fell for the nice guy trope shit. Like, how come they never are with nice guys? I never fell for that shit. Yeah, but, I, I was kind of... My problem was I was kind of the nice guy. I was a little bit too shy to do what every other fucking guy did that got them fucking laid until it was too late. Yeah. So, yeah, he could have banged the housekeeper, and, and like, she seemed nice. He could have, like, hooked up with the chick that's getting married, but he didn't. No, what does he do? He picks up the phone, Tim. Yep. And he picks up the phone. Right. And at this point, I think we already see at least two shots of her just waiting by the fucking phone. Yeah, this is waiting the Waiting for shot. him to call. Okay. But the first shot, she kind of looked normal. A little. She was sitting yeah, it was like, weird. It was, like, maybe two hours after the first date, but now this is, like... 13 fucking days after the first date and she's just yeah. sitting there yeah and so tim she we cut back to her and she hears the phone ring this is maybe one of the creepiest fucking smiles i've oh ever seen God. in a fucking movie soon, the first time i saw this on ifc after midnight i was like oh, this fucking bitch she knows she's got him that's it it's over for him oh yeah only you don't know how over, Tim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because we get the the creepiest fucking smile from her. And the phone rings and rings and rings. And then thank God for whoever the editor is in this. Thank God for whoever framed this. Because just all of a sudden in the background... That burlap sack of laundry that we yeah. saw. It moves. It fucking just bolts across the room. And the first time I saw this, I had IFC. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And because what is she at this do? point you don't you you have no idea what's inside that fucking burlap bag. No. It no looks like laundry. And so again, my wife had no idea what kind of movie this is. We get to this scene, and she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Wait, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> and at this point, if you would have panned wait, the camera I'll over to me. to your wife, but this is the scene where she went, what the fuck? Well, uh, before it, she's like, this guy's a piece of shit. Uh, the girl's a little bit weird. But at this scene, it's like, all right, the gloves are off now. But he Shit's did fucked. create The Bachelor before he even fucking realized it, right? Yeah, yeah. And and if you would have panned over to me on the couch with her while we're watching it, I would have had the same smile that the girl had. <laughs> but Tim, this bag flies across the room. You hear this crazy noise, and what does what does she do? Nothing. Nope. Yeah, unfazed. Completely picks up the phone. used to it. Yeah, picks up the phone. Hey, what's up? 
Oh, you want to go uh, go out and uh, have a date? Oh, I didn't think you'd call me. <laughs> uh, yeah, why don't we go uh, get dinner or whatever? Later. At, at this point, aren't you worried at some point that this guy in the bag or whoever it is in the bag, spoiler alert, is going to make some kind of sound that you're going to have to explain? Well, she's not worried about that, Tim, and we'll find out why later. Because <laughs> holy shit. Uh, so... They meet up at, uh, and uh, they have another date, and they go get a nice fancy meal. She's like, oh, I can't believe you're treating me this. And this is the one, I think, Tim, where she shows up, and he's already drank half of his beer. Yes, I had that written down, that he already <laughs> got there so long enough that he's already drank half a fucking beer. And yeah. at that point, the one time I've ever done that was when I went to some store and I had to return something. And the woman that I returned, she said, oh, you're getting $37 back. Why don't you spend that on me with drinks? I was like, Ooh. what? Literally. Damn. Whoa, what the fuck? Power was, move. Good for yeah. her. Well, uh, and the story is she didn't show up at the end of the date. So I was drinking oh, all by myself and fucking, shit. what the fuck was it? Uh, it wasn't Fuddruckers, but it was something like that. Like Applebee's? Uh, you know what? Applebee's sounds right. Yeah. You know what it is? Is She's got this scam cooked up with the bartender. <laughs> I stayed there for like an hour and a half past, past when I was supposed to fucking leave. But. Oh, man. And I ended up having a good conversation with some other fucking dude at the bar, though. That's cool. It just shows you, though, us dudes are not equipped to handle being hit on. Oh, hell no. It fuck, no. When she fucking hit on me, it literally it scrambled my fucking brain. When she yeah. said to me, oh, you're getting all this amount of fucking money back in credit. Why don't you spend this on buying me a drink? I'm like. Yeah. What? I huh? had two. I had two instances. One confirmed. One uh, it, it uh, requires unconfirmed is what Snopes.com would say of being hit on that stand out in my mind. <laughs> one of them is a chick I, I worked with at uh, uh, United Healthcare. When I was a claims guy. <laughs> and she got fired like years before. But I'm just like walking around in a grocery store. She just walks up to me and she's like, hey, Eddie. I'm like, hey, what's up? She's like, not much. If you ever want to hang out, here's my number and hands it to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I just remember I had this thought in my head like, we were never friends. Why would I want to hang out with her? <laughs> and now your wife is like saying, hey, you stupid dick. You gave a fucking free pussy. Nah, my wife's like good. <laughs> she doesn't want any competition. Fuck that bitch. And the second one, I think I told the story, was when I worked at Sprint and I was training the the new people, and the uh, the girl oh, I was yeah. training, Shara, <laughs> just we're, we're uh, talking. She's like, oh, "That's cool tattoo you got. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, my clit's pierced." I'm like, "All right. Well, anyhow, when you're talking to people, what do you?" <laughs> Because I just did not know how, how to approach that. How do you follow that. that up with your clit is pierced? So like, hey, uh, you know what? I don't quite believe you. I Yeah. Again, that one, I, I should have been like, nah. No, it isn't. It, uh, look, I don't care what fucking year it is. <laughs> Men are not used to women fucking hitting on them. And nope. if you're a woman and you hit on a guy, you are guaranteed going to fucking scramble his fucking brain for at least 10 or 15 seconds before he realizes yeah. what's going on. And by that point, he's already talking stuff out of your pussy. That's true. If you uh, Yeah, if you want a guy to not hit on you, hit on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
and he'll leave you alone. Oh, God, I wish that was true. Oh, shit. That is a fucking perfect thing. Women, whenever you go into a club or a bar, just hit on every single fucking guy that you see, and you'll be left alone for the rest of the night. Yeah. Nah, just go hang out at a gay bar. If you want to hang out, get some drinks, and not be bothered. That's yeah, the move. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had a friend who did that. Uh, so... And it was a woman, it wasn't a guy. So, uh, yeah, they're well, at the wait date. A if you're a guy. If you're a guy, gay. yeah, don't go hit it, hang out at a, at a game. Why bar. not? You get fucking free drinks and you don't have to do anything. Well, if you don't want to get hit on, I'm saying. Yeah, I don't care about getting hit on. It buy me a fucking beer. Yeah. I don't have to do anything, <laughs> right? That's true. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get free drinks, you, but you remember you have to be attractive, though. That's the other thing. <sighs> well, I could just show off the back hair I have, right? The back, dude. Don't even get into it with fucking back hair with me, dude. I'm slowly I'm turning into I don't a werewolf. Have that yet. Slowly turning into a werewolf. I'm waiting for the fucking ear, my ear to grow fucking hair. Oh uh, my no, god, I have hairs that grow out of the back of my ear. Damn. I didn't even know that was possible. So, yeah, that's how hot I am. And uh, they're having their fun date. And uh, so she mentions to, to our boy, hey, I work at this bar to support myself. It's called The Stonefish. And he's like, that's cool. That movie we were talking about is not going to get made, so I hope you're cool with that. And she's like, yeah, I'm kind of cool with that. By the way, let's uh Yeah, because uh, talk... she says that she always knew that she wasn't going to be able to make it as an actress. She just yeah. did it anyway. Yeah, and then she starts talking about how shitty her life was for a minute, and then he gets even more into it. So, Because what you want is a damaged woman, right? Because right. that makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. Lower expectations, just like the Mad TV sketch. So he goes home, and he's talking to his son. And his son's, uh, he's like, ah, I'm going to, he tells the son, I'm going to go away for the weekend with uh, that girl and I'm going to propose to her. She's like 24. And the son's like, wow, that's cool. She's like my age. She's probably really hot. Uh, I uh, should probably... Maybe this could be some kind of Japanese porn. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I wouldn't know. Hachima. It's pixelated. And so I can't tell. By the way, um, you might want to... Can I uh, take a look at her real quick first, Dad? Because uh, she might be beautiful... But those are the ones that can fool you. See? Crazy pussy. And I, I just wrote down here, yeah, they can. That's why I'm married. Damn it. <laughs> <sighs> Sweating wow. my ass off up here. You better hope she's not listening to this fucking podcast. <laughs> huh? I, I inadvertently called her uh, beautiful. Or, or advertently. Is that what, advertent? Or is it just inadvertent? I think it's inadvertent, right? I'm it's like turning into Because you Andy do something Rooney. by accident instead of on accident, right? right? But the opposite of inadvertent, would that be advertent? <sighs> Ask me yeah. when I'm not drunk. Okay. Just like intentionally, would that be intentionally the opposite? Anyhow. Uh, so they go off to a cool resort. And it's off at the beach, Tim. And the waves are crashing and it's all beautiful. And... Uh, then they're, they're, he's sitting at this table, and he's like, man, we got like uh, whew, some time before dinner. I don't really know what we're going to do before dinner. I, I know the chef. He's a, he cooks dinner, 
but uh, he's kind of got a foul mouth. Anyhow, there's a museum. Yeah, what the just... fuck is up with the foul mouth comment? Really? Is, that is like it a bad? You go to Benny Hanna's and like guy chopping up the fucking onions and make the fucking onion volcanoes like, oh motherfucker! <laughs> Holy shit! Look at that fucking <laughs> cocksucker! <laughs> Or is it like he's got bad breath? Or like you said, it's like a dick's last resort kind of place. I think what it is is probably what it is if you're going to work at one of those places, you want to be the least attractive guy, right? So you help yeah. your customers get laid. If the yeah. chef is really hot and like young, she's going to be looking at him. Yeah, you got a wingman. That's a good point. It's a good. You got to be like scarred, you know, <laughs> some big serious. Yeah. So she though, she's she's just like, all right, you know, fuck this. You you're talking too much. And so she stands up, turns the light out, right? Oh boy. Yeah. Here's another thing where it's like, dude, read the fucking room. Yep. Read the room. And he keeps talking. He's like, oh, there's a museum over there. I think there's like a cafe. She starts taking her shit off. She's naked. <laughs> he keeps talking like, well, you know, tomorrow what we could do is just go to the beach. <laughs> there's a Bennigan's, I think, down the, down the way. And uh, she's like, hey, I'm naked under the, the blanket. Come here. And he's like, what? And so he walks over there, and then she's like, all right, um... And he starts taking his shit off. And she's like, no, nah, you got you to gotta stop. You got to not take your shit off right now. Yeah, this is like, about me. That's a different kink, right? I think so. Naked woman, closed man. I think if you search for that on Pornhub, you're not going to come up with anything. That sounds like every porn I want to watch. Where the guy has just got his clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> he just unzips it. That's it. No, no, I don't even want that part. Like he can just get out of there. Uh, that's called lesbian porn. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. So, uh, see, I was LGBTQIA plus years ago. No, yeah, that's, that's a bad. Right. Yeah, I think so, like maybe 14 years old. I was into that. <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your work. <laughs> it's like, hey, look, uh, I'm doing it. I don't want to see any dicks. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Hey, if if you're into dicks, I mean, cool. If you're a dude or a broad or what, whatever, more power to you. Well, no, I think the two greatest things I ever heard was the Tiger King on Netflix, where the uh, Tiger Joe says mm-hmm. to the guy who's a meth head, like, uh, "Hey, uh, you ever watch porn?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." He's like, you see the dicks, right? It's like, "Yeah." That means you're gay. He's like, what? Oh, I guess it's right. What? Yep. I never watched the show. What? You never watched fucking Tiger King on Netflix? No. Everybody watched it, and I was like, I'm not going to watch it. Oh, come on. Everybody watched it for a fucking reason. Okay. I'll, it I'll is the to... craziest fucking shit you were ever going to fucking see. And then the next thing I had was when so I was just... working in a pet food store in the village, and the guy who owned the building that was the landlord for my pet food store and the building above us was uh-huh. gay. And he used to hit on my friend, who I won't say okay. his name, because just in case, who knows. Mm-hmm. And my friend, who won't be named Mario, was completely oblivious to it. And I had to tell him, like, dude, the guy is gay and he's hitting on you. He's like, what yeah. do you mean? I'm like, well, he said to you that <laughs> he asked you out <laughs> on a date. 
<laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, well, you know, we used to have a friend who didn't know that he liked Chinese food. And he always used to say that how much he hated Chinese food. Then we asked him one day, did you ever try Chinese food? And he said, no. Then he tried Chinese food and he loved it. Mm. I'm like, dude, don't you fucking get what the hell he's saying to you? Yeah, yeah. Could have gotten a free apartment. Yeah. And in, in New York, apartment, that's expensive. That's a lot. Uh, in the East Village? Yeah, because he was a supposedly retired police captain. And he mm. owned three buildings in the East Village. Good Lord. Yeah. How does that fucking happen? She got me, man. It was a dirty cop. He was on the take. Yeah, he was taking was. something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she stops him from addressing and she's like, why don't we look at me for a second, right? Because uh, I'm all fucked up on my legs. I got these crazy scars you've got to look at that are <sighs> gross and terrible. And I see him, I'm like, that's nothing. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, is that the worst thing that a fucking hot chick could show you that you'd be like, uh, you know what? I'm going to put my dick back in my pants. Look, man, we all got our problems, all right? I'm <laughs> just saying, I couldn't get it up for me. I know that. All right, so <laughs> that's I'm a just good saying, thing. We all got our problems, man. So he's he's down though. He's like, all right, look, this is we're cool. And he starts taking his shit off, and she's like, all right, but here's here's the other thing I'm gonna throw at you. Here's the other curveball, Tim. You gotta love only me, just me, and nobody else but me. Yep. This is this is when the flags should be going up all yeah. red, all over the place, right? He's just looked at her vagina, Tim. You think he's well, thinking? See, here's the thing: is because Eddie, as as guys, we could all attest to. Once you see that pussy, you're not thinking. Whatever yeah. the fuck you have to agree to, whatever the fuck you have to say, you're not <laughs> going to fucking go against that and fucking give nope. up that pussy that's right in front of you. So, yes, you know what? I love you more than I love my son. I love you more than I love my dead wife. Yeah, Give me yeah, some yeah. pussy. Well, he's not even, I don't think he's even necessarily thinking that. I think what he's thinking is, yeah, I'm not just trying to hook up and then hook up with the next chick. I actually want to marry you. Because he told his son, I'm going to marry her. I'm going I'm well, yeah, to marry this her. Is, in his mind, Eddie, this is his perfect woman. Okay, yeah, This, is, this it. is the woman that is replacing his dead wife. Literally okay. replacing. Yes, like, uh, because his dead wife was into fucking piano and ballet, and she has the same fucking thing. And point for point, yeah. she's matching his dead wife. I I, yeah. I know that we didn't cover it really that much, but everything that his dead wife was, she is that. Plus, she's twenty four fucking years old, which is probably about the age the wife was when she died seven years ago. Uh, I don't know because the Give wife looks like she's kind of a little bit older. Yeah, so, maybe, maybe. Close. But whatever it is, is you are meeting, at, you are 50-something years, I think, what did they say? He's 55 years old. You are meeting your wife, basically, but now she's 24 years old. So how yeah, do you a... not just get hypnotized by that? Yep. So, of course, he's like, yeah, of course, duh. Climbs in the bed, and uh, that's time for fucking. And I, I got to uh, mention here, it's shot very tastefully they don't have any showing of nudity or it's not gratuitous sex no, or anything no. I, 
especially for this director, you just would if you've seen his other movies and seen what yeah. he's done, you would just think that this would be like a fucking all-out fuck fest. But very it's very chaste. He basically goes into the bed with her. You see them kind of roll under the covers, and then you see the crumpled up uh, covers. And we, the camera moves up and around them, and all we see is him, and she's gone. Well, hold on. At one point, when they show the covers, doesn't it kind of look like the bag in the house that yeah, she has? Yeah, I, I had that note. It's like, this kind of reminds me of the fucking bag in the house. Little, uh, little precursor to what's going on. Because he wakes up, and the phone's ringing, and she's gone. And... He answers the phone and they say, hey, uh, this is a weird thing that a hotel would do, but we're going to tell you that the girl you came in with is gone. Wait a second. Yeah, I have this written down. Wait a second. You check into a hotel and what is checkout time? Like 12 o'clock? Yeah, usually 11. Okay. Uh, uh, Sir, the prostitute that you called that showed up last night, (laughs) she left at 7 o'clock in the morning. Do you want to stay until 12 o'clock, or would you like to stay an extra day? So, this is kind of explained in the novel, in that, kind of spoilery, but we're going to get to it. She she drugged him that night, and that's how she could get out. And the drug that she uses in the novel is described as having mild hallucinatory properties okay that makes sense okay that's why after this scene he starts kind of hallucinating uh yes because i think at this point it goes kind of back to the original part where i think they're sitting in the restaurant right yeah they have a little bit of a, a feed or they go back to that a little bit and then after that is him um going back to his office to to try to find her Right. So he goes back to the office. He talks to his buddy. He's like, you got to help me find her. Buddy's like, nope, done. She, she vanished. She vomitos. Good. Yeah, she's crazy. Forget she's out of crazy her pussy. fucking Come on. mind. Yeah. Too late. Had sex. You're done. Like, <laughs> go. You won. Uh, leave. He's like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave though. And fuck you, by the way, my friend. Fuck you. Well, again, as a guy, you don't listen to your friends when they're telling you this chick is no good for you. This chick is fucked up. She's going to fuck yeah. you over this, that. You don't listen. No, because your biology, Tim, is set up to kill you. <laughs> like, well, that's yeah, it goes it. back to the thing with uh, Percy Sledge, when a man loves a woman. Yep, that's uh, the, the, what we were kind of talking about with uh, Faustus in Rabbit. It's the combination of the Eros, the life instinct, and the Thanatos, the instinct to, to destruction and to kill yourself they're intertwined uh <laughs> you have to go out uh reproduce and die and that's where he's stuck at now uh everybody be damned he's gonna go find his woman and boy does he go find his woman because the first place he goes the dance studio <sighs> and you want to talk about deserving to be fucking killed? This place looks like it's in the asshole of uh, uh, Osaka. It's, oh my God, gross building, boarded up. Dust all over the fucking place. Looks like shit. Just gross. Just leave. But no. Because he hears 
A piano playing. A piano playing. So he breaks in, like you do. Again, these horror tropes of making well, terrible I think decisions. In Japan, if you hear piano playing, it's okay to break into the place. Yeah, no, that's true. I remember that. Um, so next time I go to Japan, you better not be playing piano or I'm coming in. <laughs> you, wait, you like that fucking old, uh, what was the uh, serial killer in New Orleans? The Jazz Man? The Axe Man of yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, the Axe Man. Oh, fuck Eddie. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's one of my favorite serial killers. He just told everybody to play jazz, and if they would play jazz, he wouldn't come and kill them. And you couldn't walk on a street in New Orleans without hearing jazz. So right now, Eddie the Axe is telling everybody to watch Audition. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> your fate is yeah. in your own hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just watch it tonight, seriously. It's hard. It's not on a lot of streaming services. It, it's on the Blood Bank. You can go to patreon.com forward slash bloody yes, bits and watch it. That's right. Only $3. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, wait. What's the level that's, that you have to be to get to the Blood Bank? No, that's $10. $10. Well, hey, look, 10 bucks a month, for real. Mm-hmm. What do you pay for Netflix? 400 fucking movies that you are never going to find any of those no. movies on Netflix. Guaranteed. No. Well, no. maybe like two or three of them, but... No, I, I did some purging of some more popular shit. I'm going to be adding some less popular shit. You're going to find fucking Dial Code Santa on Netflix? No. I didn't and even you're going to find Lawn Mower Massacre on <laughs> our fucking server instead of Netflix. I, think... I challenge you Netflix or fucking Amazon to have Lawn Mower Massacre on it. Shots fired. So yeah, he goes in there and uh, there's a dude sitting in a wheelchair playing the piano. Walks up to him, says, "Hey, Don't I you called need you." Your feet to play the piano? Aren't there pedals? There are pedals. Yes. Okay. Just wondering. Uh, Just thought about that right now. I know that's an organ. Yeah, no, it's piano and organ. It's both. But he has his feet, kind of. Uh, wait, yeah, wait, is this the guy with the fucking wooden shoes, or is that somebody he, else? He's got wooden feet and shoes. Oh, so. okay, all right, yeah. So, he asks about Asami, and the piano man laughs. It's like, hey, man, did you He's like, hey, sing me a song. Mr. Piano Man. <laughs> uh, nope. You don't get that one, Tim. Wait, where's this the soundboard? Uh, nah, nah, nah. We're, this is a serious movie. I'm not soundboarding. Uh, so he asks, hey, did, well, did you see her? And he's like, yeah, I saw her. Well, did you hear her voice? Yeah, I heard her voice. Did you touch her body and hold her? Did you smell her? And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. You're creepy. Is this when the flashback happens? What's that? Is this when we get the flashback? Yep, this is when the flashback happens. Uh, yeah, because you already saw her scarred thigh, mm-hmm. inner thigh, when yep. she's an adult, and now we're going to find out how she got it. Yeah, which is the creepy uh, dance instructor telling her to dance and then like having her sit on the ground, legs akimbo. Uh, <laughs> well, no, hold on, Eddie, because it's worse than what you're saying, is because this okay. is not the actress that we've seen throughout the whole movie. Yeah, because it's a flashback, so she's like nine. I think in the movie she's, it says that she's seven years old. Yeah. Yeah, and he just kind of crawls up 
to her between her legs. And with takes... incense burning in his hands. Yeah, they're weird incense too. We gotta Yeah, because like... as far as I know, incense, once it burns, it fucking like falls off. Yeah, these are like metal incense. I don't know what's going on there. Uh and he grabs a couple of them and burns right on that thigh. And then we see him uh, stand up, and he's right next to the incense burner, and well, he's got his fun wooden feet. And they're fucked up feet, right? Yeah, they're not good looking at all. They got the weird, like, cloppy sandals on them, and they're all, like, weird and swollen looking. Like, get some better fake feet, man. Like, well, no, I think it's like the fucking elephant man. Yeah, yeah, but they're fake feet, though. Are they fake? Or th- yeah, I'm I mean, pretty. In, they're in not... the movie, they're not fake. That's not the actual fucking actor's feet, but. Well, yeah. No, I think they're intended to be wooden, but I, I could be wrong. I think the sandals are wooden, but I think the. Well, feet, yeah, those are. I think the, it has to be something. It has to be something fucking symbolic with the fucking feet, right? Because why the fuck would he put that in the movie? Well, because and spoiler alert, but she removes people's feet, so. Uh, yeah, that's but her, still, why is the fucking feet so fucking full, uh, swollen and fucked up like that? Yeah, I don't know. Anyhow, off to the next lead, the Stonefish, which is a dingy basement bar that's again boarded up. Uh, he goes down there, there's a bunch of undelivered mail kind of hanging out of the door. And he's like, ah, shit, no one's here. Goes to leave. There's a guy. Going into his little uh, apartment upstairs. Like, hey, uh, what's going on? The, the bar closed? Because like, it's been closed for like a year. <laughs> it's like, really? Why? Well, that's a funny thing. Somebody uh, killed the owner and chopped her up into pieces. But here's a true story about that you might not know. There were extra pieces <laughs> when they tried Three to extra put her back together. Three extra fingers, an extra tongue, and an extra ear. And when he says the extra tongue line, we get another little hallucination. Uh-huh. Our boy sees a tongue kind of um, magicarping on the floor. Uh, uses splash and it's ineffective. That's a that's a Pokemon joke, Tim. Well, okay, I'll take your yeah. word for it. Uh, and he like kind of like he physically like recoils. So you know he's having a hallucination. This isn't just like a cutaway. So. Right at this time now, we cut back to his house, but he's not home. Ray is home, and she feeds the dog and leaves, and we follow the point of view of an intruder, Tim. Yep. The intruder walks in, sees a picture of his wife, (gasps) and then walks over to his second most important possession on this earth, his son be damned. His flask of whiskey. <laughs> it's not a flask. It's like a fucking crystal fucking boss he has it in, right? Yeah, it's like a decanter. Yeah, the decanter. Word. Yeah. So he goes home, gets a voicemail from his son again. Hey, Dad, I'm staying at a friend's tonight. Uh, by the way, eat some food again. Don't just drink. Uh, now, is his friend staying at the guy's house or his girlfriend's house? I think he's staying at the girlfriend's house, his son. But he says friend's house. Yeah, because 
one thing I don't think we've touched on is his son is a fucking dick. His son sucks. Well, I mean, we kind of touched on it. He said he was fat. He said he was stupid. He said he <laughs> yeah, had a you better get dick. married before no woman's going to ever want you again. Yeah. And I was telling his dad, again, eat some real food and go to bed. Like, yeah. The dad's like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do that. He goes over and gets the whiskey. And this is where the story <laughs> takes a, another twist, Tim. Yeah, because I think when we see the POV is after the housekeeper leaves, we see like a POV of somebody like running through the house almost. It's like mm-hmm. kind of like sped up. And then it, the last shot is it goes right to his decanter of whiskey. Yep. So he takes a big old slurp of that whiskey and he's sitting back in his chair and he looks like he's not feeling too hot. Getting a little, little woozy. Oh, he's feeling too good. Could be, yeah. Turning into a stumble bum. And uh, we get the feeling maybe he's been drugged. And now we cut to the David Lynch portion of the movie. (laughs) We get a bunch of flashbacks of the dates that they were on. Uh, Yes, it's kind of like, almost like there's a do-over where like, all right, you have a chance to change what's going to happen to you. But you're still going to choose the wrong fucking path. Yeah. And I'm wondering, if, at one point our narrator is unreliable. And it's either the first time we see them on their dates or in this flashback of the dates. Because now she's just being very forthcoming about how her family sucks. Her fucking, she would just sit alone in the dark for you know days. what, Eddie, that is a great fucking point because I didn't even think about it until you just said that. Is that exactly what it is? Is that he's a fucking, uh, you can't trust what he's saying. And now well, we are yeah. seeing what he re- what really happened versus what he is imagining with being a 55-year-old guy with a 24-year-old girl who's interested in him. And no matter what she says... I'm going to just gloss over it because she's 24 years old and I'm 55 years old and she wants me. Yeah, that you wonder if those first date sequences we saw was just the dopamine in his brain clouding it. We didn't hear her talking about her abusive fucking uncle or her shitty fucking aunt or her family abandoning her. That's fucking something to bring up on the first date. I mean, I've had that happen to me, and I was just like, well, I guess we're not fucking tonight when you tell me about your uncle what the fuck happened. But that's still a weird weird fucking thing to bring up. (laughs) So it just flashed in my head. You've seen the movie Dirty Work, I'm sure, right? Mm -hmm. My favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes in that is when Artie Lang's character is in the bar hitting on the chick at the very beginning. And he just walks up to her and says, Hi, I live with my dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's kind of rip off the Seinfeld episode where fucking, uh, what the fuck is his name? Oh, yeah, yeah, Where he George. just went on the fucking Bachelor fucking audition. He's like, I live with my mom. I don't have a fucking job and this and that. All the fucking women are fucking yeah. bidding for him left and right. She's like, say. <laughs> yeah, he's no, like, that's he's true. a guy who that's tells true. it like it is. Yeah. And uh, 
so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're getting out with the, the scenes. I don't know when he's unreliable, whether it's the flashback now or whatever. I think at this point, you can pretty much say that he's an unreliable narrator because if this well, is what right. happened or this is what even... He, how is he fantasizing about this? This is not something that you yeah. look back and you go, oh, you know, I sh- really shouldn't have that's, hooked up with this chick because so this is what happened. That's especially true because there's shit that's going on he would have no knowledge of. Like the next scene where we cut to um, him having the, the date with her and then the ex-wife is there. Giving him and a he's head? Like, no, 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 no. In the restaurant, his ex-wife is hanging out there. He stands up and is like, oh, hey, here's my, uh, my dead wife. And she's like, I don't like that bitch. <laughs> oh, you need to not. Off, like, oh, show respect yeah. for the dead. Come on. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that Asami bitch. You, you need to run away. And he's like, what? Then, yeah, we cut to Asami uh, sucking his dick off. And Again, here we go. We have every 55-year-old guy's fantasy of a 24-year-old girl. Well, I think then we can agree. starting to get cathartic the, for you. She might buddy. not be beautiful, <laughs> but she is a striking woman, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're she's 55 a and you have 24 year, and your wife is dead and she's telling you, I want to do whatever is going to make you happy, you're going to fucking buy into that 100 fucking percent. Yeah. Well, but what happens when you look down and it's not her anymore and it's the secretary? Uh, wait, is it? Wait, no, hold on. Don't we no. go from the secretary to somebody else? Yeah. So first it's Asami. Then it's the secretary, oh, and this boy. is where we get the, hey, we hooked up once, and I thought it was more, and he's like, yeah, sorry, uh, I feel bad about that, my fault. Then who do we cut to, Tim? Is it the son's girlfriend? Yeah, it is the son's girlfriend. In, in her fucking high school uniform? Yeah, in the high school uniform, and I'm like, oof. Ooh. Which I don't know how I know or how you know what a Japanese high school uniform looks like, Eddie. But no, <laughs> we're I just assuming. From, <laughs> I remember it from Sailor Moon. Oh, okay, I'm learning no. from Pornhub. Uh, so, anyway, she's like, "Hey, you got a hard on, so uh, you know you want me to do this. It's all good." And then, then it gets bad. Because he pushes her away and he tries to run away and he stumbles over a bag. Yep. And the bag's got our best friend in it, Tim. So again, where is this happening? The bag is in her house, right? Yeah, yeah. So is he... Did <sighs> This is David Lynch, Tim. Yeah, okay, all right. This somebody's, is a racer head. Somebody's jerking off thinking about this right at this, this is, moment. Yeah, Blue Velvet. This is... He's got a PBR... And uh, uh, what's his name? Giving him a phone call saying I'm at your house uh, at the same time from Lost Highway. So <laughs> talk about one of the all time freakiest fucking scenes ever. I fucking love that scene. That and the, the, the scene from Mulholland Drive at the diner. Holy shit. Uh, see, I'm not too much of a fucking fan of his movies, but that fucking Lost Highway scenes where he fucking calls a house and yeah. Robert fucking Blake answers is like, what the fuck? Yeah, Robert Blake, that's right. You gotta, you've gotta see just the diner scene from Mulholland Drive. It's insanely good. Yeah, because good. I think, isn't that after Robert Blake killed his wife? Allegedly. 
isn't he dead? Is he dead? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's when he killed his wife. He did it. (laughs) Fuck that. Sue me. Go ahead, Robert Robert Blake's estate. Sue me. He fucking did that shit. Oh, but he was in one of the best He left his gun uh, in the fucking restaurant and he had to go back for it. Fuck that shit. (laughs) Such bullshit. He was in one of the best cop shows ever, though. Uh, That's true. It's funny uh, because one of my friends who (laughs) completely believed that OJ was fucking innocent was like, yeah, he fucking did that shit. Oh, he did that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I I left my gun. Yeah. I left my gun in the fucking restaurant. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wait, we come back to Billy Joel with Italian restaurant. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Back to it, It always goes back to Billy Joel, man. Ah, but we're going back to one of the producers of the film playing the record producer guy with his missing tongue, uh, missing three fingers and missing ear uh-huh. uh, in the bag. And now, Tim, I don't know what this is on Pornhub, but we hear some cool, like, glurpy, sloppy sounds. Uh-huh. And... Tim, I can neither confirm nor deny this, but I've heard from more than just Internet Movie Database trivia, the actress is very method. Oh, boy. And she actually was vomiting into a dog dish that they then replaced with a mixture of milk and condensed milk. So we have one girl and one dog football. Uh, yeah. And it's it's challenging to watch this scene because she she puts the puke dog food bowl on the ground and boy he is just fucking slurping it up, man. So wait He's a second. Just... Was she method and was he method? That's a question. Well, no, no, no. So w- what I read was she was method. She was vomiting for real into oh, the sink. Oh, boy. Come on. There was no bowl in the sink when she was vomiting. They took a bowl and they filled it with milk mixed with condensed milk to make it thicker. Oh. And that's what they you gave You know what? I'd, I think I'd rather drink a fucking vomit. Yeah. <laughs> You'd rather drink her. Again, I don't know what this was on Pornhub. Uh, what the, the term is for it, but uh, my lord. No, no, what, wait, hold on. For real. Everybody who's listening, what is the tag on Pornhub no. where you find out where women, women are vomiting? No, no, don't. Don't actually tell us. Um, you yeah, can well, go ahead, and I'll give. I'll, I'll put in well, the, don't the notes. Don't we have I'll email put... addresses, Eddie, where people can send us that information? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put your email in the notes, Tim. <laughs> They can say, I think it's called a Roman shower. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, so then she turns back into a child, and old wood feet guy, legs uh, guy is crawling toward her with the sticks again. Yep. And we cut back to the studio. And Wait, is she, she the little girl, or is this the part where we see her as she's that's happening, and she's a she's the woman that we see now? So we see both, right? First, we see her in her apartment as the little girl with him crawling at her with the the sticks. Then it cuts to her back in the dance recital studio, walking up to him. And playing she's the in the piano. same exact clothes. Yeah, 
wearing yeah. that white like fucking uh, swimsuit yep. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wearing her her dance outfit, but she walks up to him with her uh, piano wire garrote thing from Hitman, and she wraps it around his throat a couple of times while he's playing piano. Starts doing the old seesaw back and forth. And while he's playing the piano, cuts his fucking head off. And I'm like, yep, good. Well, you know what? You got to give this. it to him. Because at least he didn't stop playing the piano until the last possible second, right? That's true. It's just like the Titanic. <laughs> uh, so now we snap back to reality. Where our hero is laying on the floor in his own home. Asame is uh, closing the door with his dead dog on the ground. Yeah, because she, obviously at this point, we figure out that she drugged the fucking whiskey decanter. Yep. So yep. when he drank it, he has now become, he's aware of what's going on, but he is physically paralyzed, right? Well, not yet, because that's part of the cool fun injection that she puts into his tongue, sir. She pulls out her Dexter murder bag and opens it up and puts on the apron, puts on the gloves, pulls and out the And you know what? Syringe. I am sorry, but call me a freak. She's oh God. fucking sexy in that fucking apron. Tim, no. Come on. Come on. No, Tim. Come <laughs> on, man. I, She's got that kind of apron on that means you can do fucking anything. Tim, I need the, the home improvement. I don't think so, Tim. Sound clip. <laughs> well, I told you to bring your soundboard. <laughs> I, yeah. Dude. Uh, what's... Uh, no, I'm good. So, <laughs> I will say, though, this... So, boy, does it this get Halloween, your wife should go <laughs> dress no. up. Nope. If she wants to really scare the shit out of you. I'll tell you what. If it was my wife wearing it, I'm down. See? But, uh, That's what I'm talking about. All Come right, on. all right. Okay. I'll give you that one, Tim. I'll give you uh, 70% on that. Uh, 70% is better than 0%. Yeah. So, as she kills the dog, she gloves up, aprons up, gets the murder kit out, and she pulls the syringe out. And this is probably the one you saw on the cover, Tim. <laughs> It's her yep. with the needle. This is a scene. Yep, that's right. And she's wearing the fucking uh, leather. Is it leather or rubber? Overalls. I think it's. I think it's leather. I think it's rubber. I think no, it it's could rubber. be rubber. Yeah, yeah. Because it's got the, but it's got the fun like straps in the back too. See, so I don't This know. is where we need Brody. <laughs> yeah, Brody would know all about this shit. I mean. This is a movie that they hotly debate whether it's misogynistic or feminist or, or what it has to do with the interactions of men and women. So we probably shouldn't have anybody on but two white guys. Um, but, but Like I tell all my friends, you know what? I, have, I co-host a podcast, and what the internet needs more of is old white guys giving their opinions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just rambling on, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so she explains to him, okay, this is the fun thing about this poison. Let me tell you about it. Or paralytic. It's going to make you not be able to move. Don't worry, though. You will completely be able to feel everything I am about to do to you. And this is still where some guy is thinking, oh, she's going to fuck me. Yeah. And she, uh, she straddles him. And she's like, I knew from the beginning with your audition that it was bullshit, sir. 
I knew you just audition women in there and you get them in there to fuck them. And he's like, wait, I didn't actually do that. But he kind of did. Yes, he did. It's 100% what he fucking did. Yeah, I mean, he might have started with the intention of I want to find a wife, but doesn't matter. Still a piece of shit. What is it? The the highway to hell is paved with good intentions. Good intentions, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it on paper, it's a good fucking idea where you could just have like 3,000 fucking women show up and you're sure. going to pick the one that matches the one that you like yeah. the most. But, well, it's convenient, but it's also abusing a power dynamic that we hell enjoy yeah. as males. And it's one of those things where be careful what you wish for. He yeah. should. He could have been better off with the fucking housekeeper or the fucking and secretary. And that's the point. And that's the point is he wanted his tailor-made perfect girl yeah. that would give him exactly what he wanted, just kind of like she wanted her perfect man who would only love her. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And only her. Forever it's almost, and ever. It's almost like in a weird way these two are different sides of the same coin. Anyhow... Mm. So she straddles him, and she pulls out these crazy long acupuncture needles. Oh, man, when she opens up that fucking box, the first time you see this movie, and she opens up that fucking box, and you see those fucking needles, you're just like, oh, my fucking Lord. hear the metal. And I've fucked around with acupuncture. I know my shit with acupuncture. I've done acupuncture, too. Uh, I'm too Korean. Come on. You don't think I've had a little prick in me? What? Hold on. What? Um, so these needles are not acupuncture needles. These are insane. Uh, no, if these are fucking acupuncture needles, I am fucking King Kong. Okay. (laughs) Because that's what you fucking need for King Kong, the acupuncture. These are like the cool skewers that Kakiara uses in Ichi the Killer. They're crazy. And so she's up on top of him. And she's mounted him, and she's just sticking all of these fucking needles. And Yes, because, here's... again, here's the thing is, she is, when you say she is mounting him, she is on his fucking cross. So at any him. other fucking point, if you are, fi- again, going back to that age thing, you are 55 years old, okay? And your wife has been dead for, what, at that point, 10 years maybe? Tim, you and... keep talking about your dead wife. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, <Well>, anyway, <laughs> she's fine. I love my wife, but she is ill. <coughs> and you have a twenty-four-year-old who is sitting on your fucking crotch. You are like, this is the dream fucking yeah. thing. But boy, does she well, fucking flip that shit around one, two, three. Yeah, because it's the image that it evokes is sexual, but it ends up that we're. Flipping, like you said, on its ear, she is repeatedly penetrating him. She is penetrating him, and uh, uh, how do you have it? How are you pronouncing it, Eddie? It's uh, Kira. See, I have Tiki Tiki Tiki. Oh, uh, no, it's, it's uh, Kira Kira Kira, like, like almost like Kitty. Mm. And it's, uh, I looked this up because it means a few things. Go ahead, because okay. I was going to say, in all the Japanese porn, I've, I've never heard this. Okay. Kira means deeper. Yeah, which you would think in Japanese porn, I would have heard that. It also means, it's like onomatopoeia, you know, like um, um, paku paku means chew chew or bite bite. That's where hmm. Pac-Man comes okay. from, is paku paku. 
Um, so it's on a monopoeia for cut. Yeah, whatever it is, it's whatever it breaks down to is a common denominator is something is fucking you up. Yeah, yeah. Deeper and cut. And so, but she's doing it in a sing-songy, very jovial, youthful, exuberant voice. Uh, yeah, again, if it's any other thing that's going on, she's doing it in a sexy way, right? Yeah, he's got clowns to the left of him, jokers to the right, and here they are stuck in the middle of him. Uh, <laughs> because this is some torture. And what I love about this, you don't actually see her sticking the needles in that often. You don't need to. It's, That's what makes it worse. It's Jaws, sir. You don't see it. It's the sound. And it's fucking horrible. And she sticks them all in there, and his whole chest and stomach are lined with them. And I'm taking a while to describe it, because it's literally the last third of the movie. Uh, yeah, because I think at this point I pause it, and it's like, there's 40 fucking minutes left in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, whoa, we're already here? Yep. And then she climbs up higher on him and smashes all those needles further into his chest. And I'm like, uh, oh, yes, God. Because she's, uh, no, hold on. She doesn't climb up. She scoots. Yeah, scoots up on. on up. Okay. She's like, now you do me. <laughs> um, and then the needle in the eye. Not the eye. But the the loose skin under the eye. Yeah. And I had my headphones on for this. I don't know if you did, Tim. Mm-hmm. But there's like a popping noise. Yep. It's like, uh, it's, it's you have to hear it to really yeah. understand it. It is just the best Foley artist. I think maybe the Foley artist really stuck this into somebody's fucking eye sockets. Yeah. Because how the fuck they else just have a dead pig or something? I don't know because it, it sounds phenomenal, and I'm like, wow, they're dis they're literally destroying the male gaze here, which is that she's been objectified through the camera. Wow, and holy auditioning fucking her. No. shit, Eddie! God damn it! No, I made that up. That was a joke. No, that's uh, a. I think that's a fucking great <laughs> fucking point. Maybe, maybe. I don't know if that's what because they were intending. you would think, if anything, she should be going after his fucking dick and balls, right? But she doesn't. She never goes after his dick and balls, right? It's the so, eyes, because all you saw was what you wanted to see. Yes. And if you saw what was really happening, you wouldn't fucking be in this situation right now. Yep. You might have been led by your dick, but your eyes deceived you, sir. Holy shit. Your eyes are bigger than your dick. BlueChew.com, promo code BITS. bits. Make your dick bigger than your eyes. Uh, well, well, he was getting a lot of contacts blue. for his eyes with those fucking needles. And then she fucking starts flicking them. I'm like, oh, God, don't do that. Yeah, that for me, that was the worst part. Not even that she stuck him all in his fucking eyes. Because she has, like, underneath his fucking eyes and over the eyes, there's, like, five, right? Yeah. On each side. And, he, and then and she terrible. takes her long fucking fingernails... And she fucking brushes them across the fucking needles. Which, I'm like, that is the worst fucking part I can imagine. Yeah, and I don't know what meridian those are supposed to exist on or what they're treating, <laughs> sir, but I don't they're think that this is They're treating male kosher. disillusionment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, right about now, she's like, all right, now, now we're going to have some fun. I'm going to oh, go boy. get the old piano wire. Old Faithful. 
and she gets a little metal tourniquet band, puts it up on his ankle. She's like, right, this is going to be fun. Why does she put the band on it? That's so he doesn't bleed to death. And then she starts doing the old saw thing, and she does it real slow at first. And then the tempo starts increasing, and we cut back to the teacher telling her to dance while he's fucking jacking his dick off. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that's always the fucking part I forget about this movie. Yeah. No matter how many times I fucking see it, that's the fucking part I forget. <laughs> because she's trying to match his tempo of jacking his dick off. You is know? that what it is? Yeah, yeah, zzz, 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 with the, the piano wire and the jack and the fucking dick. It's like, she's getting the, the tempo going down there. And we saw his first foot off, and that's when she she busts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he, wait a second. So the blind 75-year-old fucking guy is going to jerk off. He's going to come once. He's going to get ready for the second time without even stopping. Well, no, I mean, she's taking some creative liberties here. But then what I love is she, like, goes to throw it out the door, the foot. And it just, <laughs> oh, like, hits Lorena the Bobbitt. sliding glass. <laughs> yeah. And it just hits the sliding glass door. And I'm like, man, we've all been there. You know? Hey, you know, you're tired after all that. Exertion. You're tired. You tried. You're throwing it out the window. The window's up. It's like you, maybe you try to like ash your cigarette out the fucking window of the car while you're driving, but you forgot to roll it down. Like shit happens. Uh, I remember when I used to smoke. Oh. Yeah, we've all been there, buddy. So then she gets the old uh, piano wire out. She hits up for uh, the right foot. And I love, she's like, give me your right foot, please. And he's like, I don't want to do that. And she's like, eh, whatever. Gets it anyway. Starts sawing. And she gets through the soft tissue. You can hear it real well. And right as she starts hitting that bone, her son, or his son, comes in. And he's like, hey, Dad, yeah, what's up, man? And it's like, oh, shit. Fucking the son's here. I'm gonna, I gotta go. So she gets up, and she goes into her murder bag, and she gets, I think it's like mace, maybe? I it's weird because the way that it's spraying out, it doesn't spray out like mace. Because mace, as far as I know, yeah. I mean, I've never shot mace, but it shoots out in a spray. This yeah. is coming out more like in a fucking mist, like perfume or something like that, right? Yeah. So there's there's a difference between a propellant and an atomizer. So a propellant is like WD-40. Yeah. You hold it down and it just continues to spray. I just an atomizer, WD-40 you... on my door the other day. Yeah. In an atomizer, you push it down, there's a puff, tsst, and then yeah, you have to push like, it down like again. Like perfume, that's right. Yeah. So I, I don't know if it's supposed to be mace or like chloroform or something. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, that's weird because like, if it's mace or something that's supposed to fuck up his eyes, it's got to come yeah. out as a spray with some force behind it. Yeah. But something. if it's something that's kind of like supposed to just like knock you out, that could be like an atomizer. Yeah. Maybe, but it's okay though because uh, Dad wakes up and he's back at the hotel. Yep, it was all a Again, dream, Tim. Another time jump. No, it was all a dream. It never happened because he wakes up and and uh, there she is. She's laying in bed next to him, and uh, it was all just a dream. So yeah, he goes in. Yeah, she didn't in. leave him. Yes, yeah, they're still in love. And uh, he washes his hair and his face and in the sink because he's a little overheated. It's a little more comfortable, you know. As you would be, 55 yep. years old, 24-year-old. Yep, yep. And he uh, climbs back into bed, 
He uh, lays down, goes back to sleep, and wakes up, and oh shit, that wasn't a dream. That was a dream. This Man, isn't a dream. Double dreams. Double dream. Dream in the dream, Freddy Krueger. Um, only when the sun is going up the stairs, he, he, they don't, his feet don't sink in like it's oatmeal. Oh, you mean where you can see the actual fucking <laughs> imprints yeah. of where she's going to step before she steps? Yeah, the biz quick. And so she chases him up the stairs, turns around, he kicks her, and she falls down the stairs and breaks her fucking neck. Uh, he gives her a good fucking kick, and she really breaks her fucking neck. Ooh, she which, so breaks her neck. Yes, which I kind of... This is the one problem I have with the fucking movie. Okay. But, uh, go ahead. Yeah, she really fucking breaks her neck. Yeah, and it's fucked up. And so she's laying there. And she has this fun little locks eyes with the dad. And has a little monologue. And the monologue is a conversation that they had earlier, Tim. You always said that you were going to love me. And only me. Nobody else. Yep. And then she says, uh, don't worry, though. You'll, you'll get over this. Um, there's bad shit that happens to you, but that's life. You'll get over it. All is forgiven. But I think yep. when he kicks her down, when the son kicks her down the stairs, you see her neck is broken, and you can see a bone in her fucking neck is obviously, yeah. like, protruding. And yeah. then it, like, fucking pulsates. Ugh, yeah. After she should supposedly be dead. Yep. Yeah, I think, again, this is going back to the hallucinations of the dad. But like, this is, is it the dad seeing it, or is, this the, is it the son? I think it's the dad seeing it. Okay. I don't know. And that's the end of audition. Um, so, Tim, what did you think of the movie, dude? Uh, I think it is one of the best slow burns uh, up there with Hereditary, mm-hmm. with where you have to sit through like maybe two hours before everything pays off. But the fucking payoff is incredible. Oh, I think this is way better than Hereditary. Hereditary really? was good. This is way better, though. You will have to get over yourself that you have to read subtitles because this. I mean, clearly we're Come on, speaking people, English. Really, here. you know what? But, look, look. If you, how many times do you watch fucking Star Wars over and over and over again? Never. All right, not you. I'm talking ninety nine percent of the whole fucking world, Eddie. Okay. Watch this movie. You watch it with the subtitles. You watch it again in a couple of months. You don't need to read everything what's going on because you kind of know what the basic story is. And then you can appreciate everything that else is going on visually. But holy fucking shit, what a fucking movie. Yeah. It it does not get in the way of enjoying the movie. Like, I would say like with the happiness of the Katakuras, I found myself like when I was taking notes or watching it, like getting kind of distracted by trying to pay attention to what was going on in the in the subtitles versus this. Maybe it's also I've seen this movie maybe fifteen times. I don't know. Yeah, I've probably seen this about the same. Yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. It's such a great example of like you said, slow burn horror, and it's so weird to me that this inspired. Or, or partly unintentionally inspired the genre of, of torture porn because while there's a little bit in here of it, honestly, it's very restrained. Like, there, it's largely bloodless. And, it, it, uh, it is 100% Jaws. You actually yep. imagine more than what you're actually... Oh, well, 
Maybe not Jaws. Maybe uh, what Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You yes. imagine it's worse than oh, what you actually yeah, Tim. What you actually exactly. see? Exactly. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Man, you nailed it. So Tim. So at the end of the show, that is what I will. <laughs> that's your recommendation. <laughs> that's my recommendation. <laughs> that's good. I, I was going to say honestly that that my recommendation and it's something. Stay tuned. Might come up later. Is uh, Old Boy. It's, oh yeah. Come yeah. On. It's I'm gonna say right here we need to do all three of that fucking trilogy, even if it's bonus (laughs) episodes, only Patreon members. Yeah, of course. Pay three fucking dollars a month and get your fucking Patreon membership going and you can listen to us do the whole fucking old boy Mrs. Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Old Boy and Sympathy for Lady Vengeance trilogy. Yep, yep. We you know what, Tim? I'll give you three requests right now. Wow. We'll throw you know it what? on the fucking You are the anti-Mike. Thank the you anti-Mike. very much, Eddie. Yeah. I just have to be the fucking co-host of a fucking podcast to get my picks on. That's what the secret is. Yeah, 100%, Tim. And you can go to that Patreon at patreon.com forward slash bloody bits and subscribe. Like I said, this month we've got two episodes coming out on Crank and Crank oh, yeah. 2. Oh, fucking God. That's going to be great. <sighs> I mean, not going to be. It, it is it, great. It was amazing. I already know what happened. Yeah, I barely remember recording Crank 2. I was so fucked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's how most of my podcasts are. Whenever I hear something, I kept I was like, wait, what? I'm on that yeah. fucking show? So but a little behind the scenes on that one is uh, I am I have asthma, and it sucks because of, like, dust allergies. So um, I finally That's was able to... That's what you meant to... the other fucking day with your... Uh, con- okay, uh... Yeah, so I, I was able to do the Bluetooth equivalent of going online and ordering my inhalers, and uh, they've kind of fucked with my voice a little bit. I kind of feel like I have to clear my throat a lot. But before I got those inhalers, there are these tablets called Primatine. Um, Tim, I don't know if you've ever heard of Primatine. Why does that but, name sound familiar? Yeah, it's the stuff that makes meth meth. Uh, oh, because I watched Breaking Bad. There yeah, go. so I had to pop a couple of them before we recorded Crank 2 because I was coughing up a storm. <laughs> and my word, you can tell. Um, so I think that about does it, though, for this episode of the Blood of Its Horror Show. Again, thank you to all of our Patreons. Um, I, I, we honestly... You're paying mostly for the hosting. We're having a lot of fun doing this for the most part, hey, Tim. Look, if I am having a fucking blast doing a fucking podcast. Yeah. And yeah. if people want to pay me even one fucking penny to do that, I am one fucking penny richer, yeah. richer and 100% happier. And honestly, I want I want a thousand listeners for every Patreon that we that we have. I I, I want to be able to just go out and create things for people to enjoy while we're all fucked in lockdown so and beyond thank you hopefully we're not in lockdown for more than like uh what another eight months oh god i want to get that vaccine i signed up at work because they have a little survey for us essential workers yeah well well he's let me ask you a question what yeah. happens if you get the shot that you're supposed to get in two doses and you get the mm-hmm. first dose and two weeks or whatever it is a month later you're supposed to come back and you don't get that second dose and you have to wait because right now the whole fucking problem is that there's no fucking reserves. Yeah. So all the people who got the first dose, there's no guarantee they're going to get the second dose when they're supposed to. 
So if yeah. you get the first dose and then maybe because everything's fucked up, whatever, Democrat, Republican, state, whoever, because it's fucked up, you have to wait instead of three weeks, you have to wait two months. Does that fucking make the virus stronger? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not an epidemiologist, so I, I don't know. listening is. I hope we I hope we figure it out, though. I really do. So, Tim, thank you for recommending this movie, dude. It's like I said, I've seen it before. I love this movie. Um, it was a pleasure to to watch it with you again. Mm-hmm. For the eighteenth time. Next week, Tim. My recommendation, Spiral? my pick, Uzumaki Spirals. Uh, okay, finally, because I almost watched the, I almost watched that movie this week instead of audition. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could have been worse. You could have watched what was it, Laser Force or Laser Blast? Uh, yeah, thank you, Candace, because yeah. I fucking actually I had the right name of the fucking movie we were supposed to watch for the grind binge. She's like, no, it's not that movie. It's something else. I'm like, no, it's Laser fucking whatever. Surprise! Thanks a lot, Candace. God you got your Candace. shout yeah, out at the right. end of the show. We haven't talked about you in a long time in a podcast, Eddie. So. Yeah. What's up with Candace? When's she going to be on know. next time? I don't know, Tim. Probably a bonus episode, but I do know one thing. This is how I end it. <laughs>